Blurted was good. Oh, no. that shit's amazing. Is it? Is it really? Blurted. I heard somebody say it was horrible, and I'm like, you're no. just retarded. I, I haven't even ever seen it, but it's yeah, the one with the, dude with the multiple personalities. The dude from uh, X Men. Xavier, the the young oh, Xavier professor. Yeah. He was so good. He oh, was an M Night Shyamalan. So here's the thing that I found out: it's actually the sequel to Unbreakable. Oh, I don't remember oh, the movie really? Unbreakable with Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson. No, Stop. yeah, no. But no. the way they do it, you're not gonna know it. That's interesting. Mm. But the way they the way they put it together is it's legit. So wait a minute, you said that that was M Night. What's the, how you say his name? Shyamalan. Is, is, is that him? I it's him. But Shyamalan Ponte. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying it right. He's very hit or miss to me. Oh, very much. No, but so. when you see him, amazing actor. Really? Okay, yeah, you know what? Oh no 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 no. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm not talking about the actor. I'm talking oh, about no. M Night Shyamalan. Oh, his movies yeah. in general. Because like, okay, let's talk about that one. Signs, right? <laughs> Signs okay, was I was like, what was Signs? I was, oh, okay. With Mel Gibson. I was the, I thought yeah, yeah. I was the one person who there? liked Signs. Well, no, but no, he's the, uh, the, um, what is he? The, the, oh, the, the director. director. Oh, yeah. I got you know what I mean? So his movies always have that weird turn. Like, yeah. you know, the icy dead people. Yeah, yeah. Like, that one was good. Yeah. But Signs, you know, <laughs> you have this compelling movie, <laughs> but at the end, we end up beating the aliens with bats. And water. And water. Like, I, but I can even take the water, but like, the fact that he was like, batter up and you just no. beating the hell out of an alien swing, with a bat I swing was away like, swing away is that what he swing said away. I was just like bro no <laughs> tell him to see did you see Arrival have you no. seen Arrival yet? I did yes. yeah that movie's yeah. good yeah. I, enjoyed, I, I it. enjoyed it but I heard people who didn't like it so it's, it's the you people who don't like it aren't, they're not woke <laughs> they're not woke <laughs> let me tell you what just came out that is off the chain no spoilers Wonder, Wonder Woman yes I oh. was saying oh, I that yes so he's like he said when he left the movie that he was like girl power you know yeah like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. you know? I left the theater I was like yeah <laughs> <bitch." laughs> he was like a powder puff girl right <laughs> now <laughs> snap something <laughs> deformation right now what I did here was not that good was all eyes on me oh they said that in the I'm movie. hearing mixed reviews yeah me too because I'm hearing people that are saying that okay it was a good movie, not Grammy worthy, but a good movie. Mm-hmm. Then I'm hearing people that said it was trash. But then I'm also hearing where some people like 50 Cent and Jada Pinkett have um, okay. expressed their disgust okay. for the movie. They right. keep well, the thing is, if you, honestly, in this Jada Pinkett, if she thinks I haven't it's seen garbage, yeah. it's garbage. Did you she read what she, she said? She knows him personally. No, no, she just said garbage. She didn't say it was garbage. She no. said the way they portrayed her in the movie, was not her accurate. relationship okay. to Tupac was not accurate. Right. Okay. Or inaccurate. <laughs> Fifty cents. Uh, it was garbage, and to get it on the fire stick. Yeah. Uh, no, no, and I agree with Fifty Cent because if you look at the previews, it looks like a Lifetime movie. It doesn't it, it feel does. It does. like a, a Hollywood it film. Does. Like Straight Outta Compton looks like a Hollywood film. Are you saying film? Film. What am I saying? Sounds like theme. Theme. Straight Outta Compton was amazing. Straight Outta Compton made it into my top five. When it came out, Street of the Captain was amazing. It was yeah. a great film. It made it into my top. I thought it was good, but I think y'all, I think people pumped it up for me. Like I didn't get what the what the excitement. Oh, because girl. you weren't in that era. You, you were in that era. I'm like, sorry, you were with what? The, you were with the, the white. 
that's funny. <laughs> so not only were you, not only young as hell, you, you, you also Caucasian. So <laughs> you were a house <laughs> nigga. You weren't a field. I am a house nigga. I am older than Britney, and I was in L.A. at the time. But so I think yeah. if you grew up during that period and listened to the music, yeah. I think you... I used to sneak and listen to my parents had the chronic and had Snoop Dogg's album and all that NWA and me and my brother used to sneak in the basement with the shit on low and listen to that Mm. to to that so so watching it played out in front of me was like ah my god I felt like mm-hmm. the movie was done in a very stylistic way. Mm-hmm. I thought they told a compelling story. Mm-hmm. I think that people geek the acting performances a little bit, you know. And, and sometimes when people say movies are great, like they, and, and I think I know what Casey is saying, like, because I saw the movie on the latter end. I wasn't one of the first people to mm. see it. I was more almost before it left the theaters. And so it had been hyped so much for me that I didn't know what to expect. And that's why I don't like getting reading too many reviews or hearing yeah. too I like just tell me if the shit is great. But when people oh my God. Oh and then you go and you see and you're like, eh, it was decent. But then I gotta ask myself, is it because somebody gave me an unrealistic expectation? But, no, but, or, but let me let me challenge that thinking though. But think right. about it like this. Look at it this way. When you watch that movie you didn't feel like you were watching a black film. Mm-mm. You oh, were watching, right. oh, 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 and anytime is, you can cross right. over, yeah. and anytime you can cross absolutely. over, that's huge. Like yeah. right off that jump, right there, mm-hmm. you get credit. You didn't and feel also, like you were watching one of the Bowdy Bowdy movies, right, oh, okay. right. Or that other shit on Netflix Paper with one of the stars. And shit. <laughs> well, wait, <laughs> but wait, because okay. you want to see black about. people produce <laughs> yes. good black films. Okay, so now, now, right? now question. Now, hold on one second, Britt, uh, mm-hmm. because because I want to get both of y'all's um, you know perspective on this. Do you think that that exactly what you said omar that that kind of led to to people's perception of its greatness was because not only was it a good movie but but we were aware of the fact that it was directed by a black man no okay okay so that didn't that didn't factor into your no because i'm very critical of movies as well because um for me just like music like the storytelling means everything so the flow of the movie was amazing like it didn't seem forced it didn't seem too much they didn't stay too too long on one issue Mm -hmm. they brought out the most important parts and 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 that's pretty much like the essence of everything like figuring out what do we talk about how do we deliver it and how do we allow people to understand what they were feeling at that moment? So like Omar said, it did not feel like a black film. It felt like it was a, a great representation of what they went through individually at that time. Mm. It makes it me sad well that executed. it makes very me sad well. that a black film is considered like subpar. <laughs> you know, it is, but, but you think honest, about it. But in you many think cases, about it. it is. I know. It is. You like, know? you think about it. Like, and that's because of lack of funding. That's all it is. Yeah. It's lack of money. Right. Well, well it's a lack of funding, about, but, you know, you think about it. There are plenty of wealthy black people. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that could fund these films. They're just that's not. They because they're they afraid are. they're going to get that or they're going to lose their investment. I got the hookup. Holla if you hear me. And they're like, no, nigga, no. Well, no, because as soon as, and and I think Will Smith made a comment like this, like, um, as soon as he has a, uh, another female lead or like his love interest they can't be black because it immediately then becomes a black film so I think the fear is that as soon as it becomes a black film it's not going to make as much money now we're starting to challenge that with some of the success box office success that some black films have had so hopefully that trend is starting to turn around but 
that is a thing that they think about. But the thing is, and, and I would challenge Will Smith because Will right, Smith crossed too. over a long fucking time I, no, no, ago. No, no, no. That comment was yeah. long ago. Yeah, it was Th- long. At, at this point, like, he could have any fucking like body as Will, this woman. And, and like, Will Smith is bigger than Denzel. Like, yeah. Yeah. Denzel can't sell out overseas. Will Smith can. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? So... Don't give me that shit. I don't know about that, one, that that movie that came out this Christmas. It didn't Which one? Do it. Uh, Which one? Was it co- not Collateral, but like, oh, what was yeah. the name of it? You know um, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, that was a low-budget film. Oh, that you wasn't talking about like, Monique? Crazy motherfucking ass. No, You're no, no, not uh, listening. Uh, 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 talking about, um, You're did you just wake up? Did you just wake up? She don't ever play with matches. No, the Christmas movie that just came out. No, we were talking about. She's talking a movie that came out during the Christmas. I can't remember what the name of it. Really, like the app doctor. Like what? Where you at? But no, but no, but 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 to the point that you were saying, though, Casey, and and this is. It was almost like we took a turn, and collateral then all of a sudden, beauty. Our collateral beauty—that's yeah. what it was called. Yeah. I've but never there heard was of a, that. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but there was a there was a movie called Boomerang back in the day, right? A movie Nigga. called Boomerang. Boomerang. Oh, yeah, called with Eddie Murphy. Boomerang. With Eddie Murphy, right? <laughs> that was and amazing that, movie. Here's the deal: we never considered that a black movie, nor was it, it was considered like a black all, movie, it and it was nothing class. but niggas up in there. Now, here's my question: Who wrote and directed that? Because Boomerang. I'm I'm curious to know. I don't know. Well, it's if just white like coming to America, right? Coming to America, like coming that didn't feel like a black man. It never yeah. has, but see, certain actors knew how to Eddie transcend. Murphy, exactly, some right. actors. But knew I how think to it's the execution, though. It's, the it's execution. all about the execution. That's what it is. If you That's make, what it is. You know what I mean? Like Master black. P had enough money to make a coming to America style right. movie. Right. He's just a ghetto nigga that had the money. Right. He wanted to star movie. He wanted to be in it. No, he can't act. Reginald Hudlin directed. Yeah, like like. He's a black man. Yeah, See what I'm talking about? Room. And you've never, we've never considered that. Like, if we say, it was your favorite black he, movies, he we, would, we would normally not put that movie in there. That movie I'll, I'll give you another example, one. too, of a black, that something that feels very black was Luke Cage. Okay. Luke Cage felt like it a did. black film. You know what okay. I mean? Like, it, it, it like almost alienated the, the rest of the world. But okay. when you look at it in, in straight out of Compton, but it, did it didn't really well. alien, yeah. a, alienate anyone. But th- I'm talking about the feel and execution of it in a box office, not like from a TV perspective. I'm okay. talking about, go ahead, Brittany. I guess. <laughs> this sounds, this to gotta make. be important. <laughs> <laughs> you you better not fuck up. to be interrupted, even though <laughs> he interrupts every Everybody. goddamn night. Exactly. <laughs> I have a confession. All right. I feel like I'm pretty woke, you know. Here we go. Uh, I couldn't get through Luke Cage. Mm. I, I enjoyed Luke Cage. I thought it was amazing. I, I think Luke Cage is amazing. Through the first episode. Oh, really? you had no. I think you, you got to give it a yeah, try. Yeah, you got to keep watching. Yeah. I'm gonna have watching. to go back to it yeah. because you are. You are. I tried it and I was just like, "Is this you a are. filter that this is filmed <laughs> <You're> in? <laughs> <laughs> is this a fucking uh, but, like Valencia filter on now, the screen?" Now, now admittedly, though, admittedly. Okay, so I watched Luke Cage first, and then I went back to Jessica um, Jones. Jones. I ended up liking Jessica Jones, the, oh, the execution better. of it more way than better. I did Luke Cage, which which surprised me. But to See, Omar's point, to Luke Cage has some elements, some very stylistic elements that makes mm-hmm. it hella sexy. Like, well, like mean, when yeah, they were so like yeah. no, 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 but I even mean like in terms of <laughs> how they were integrating yes, the um, the music. You know, and, and certain themes, and then like the club with Cottonmouth, and yeah. you, like they well, the, really the made thing it too look. With them, is that they were also trying to channel black exploitation films. Uh, so if if you kind of got a feel that it was 
a little bit like what's it's a little off like with the, why are y'all mm-hmm. saying these cheesy ass lines it's sweet, because, sweet Christmas like sweet Christmas <laughs> yeah. like, which was actually one of his uh, slit down exactly. the middle smush yeah. you want to get some coffee <laughs> right, <laughs> right. right. so, so if it felt a little off I think that's where that came it from was intentional. but just to mm-hmm. real quick circle back I do wonder though and this is not just about this film but like with Straight Outta Compton specifically did a lot of people enjoy it as much as they did because of where they were when they saw it. So if you were in a theater full of people who were just as excited as you were and then every time something cool happened everybody was like oh you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then kind of had you, a concert feel right but if you watching it at the crib for the first time you're well, just like oh okay i, I mean that. That. so i, I watched it at the crib and still enjoyed Wait, it even you, more okay. oh i think I'm, i just think it's so well done it's agree, it's so Omar. well paced like it keeps you glued to the screen like yeah. what's coming next yeah and you don't get a lot of films like you know, that especially was, from black films like a right. black film you can go fucking work for, for, for and while it's playing, like yeah. you go do some shit. You <laughs> <ask> <laughs> sit in the background, sit in the background. You like, yeah, that's when OG Bobby Johnson gets but shot, wait, right? <laughs> but when you watch this movie, like you basically you stop doing everything and you engage. And the killing party is just like you know what's gonna happen, right? Yeah. But the whole time I'm watching the movie, like, oh, what's gonna happen next? Like the whole Maybe. time when they perform, like, it's easy, he gonna die, right? Wait, right. <laughs> that's, 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 that's when he got AIDS. That's when they gave him AIDS. <laughs> they gave it to him by the pool. But I saw I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> my experience needle. with seeing the movie, I saw it in Hyde Park at Harper Theater, and it was lit. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody in there was rapping. Every you know, mm-hmm. damn near want to stand up, but the niggas like, ah, like this is shit. But then <laughs> two weeks later, I saw it. I'm not gonna talk about you know my pirating or whatever I stream <laughs> and I watched it like four extra times mm. at home by myself like on my computer like, so, mm-hmm. so here's what's interesting maybe, though, maybe, a number it, of times maybe it was a Jerry Curls for me I don't know that's, so <laughs> that's what they were <laughs> but, but let's, let's talk about the acting you. though because you, you. you said like the acting yeah. was hyped up like Dr. Dre the Dr. Dr. Dre okay. y'all be trying to act you like you just don't like him for 24 you hate that he ignored 24 I love 24 that nigga I love 24 now me and my dad not. watch Jack Bauer all the right. time, and you know he's in this new and one. Dr. Dre, this new, uh, yes, um, uh, what's um, it? Uh, Designated, Designated. Designated. and I love that show. Yes, yes. So, me and I just hate on dude because of but because Jack on Twenty Four well, Legacy, I'm just a regular ass nigga. I love <laughs> him around. on Twenty Four Legacy. Yeah. First Here's off, the thing: I don't think anyone no. in the movie care anyone else. No, straight come. I thought everyone kind of brought their part to the table. And O'Shea yeah. Junior, everyone, everyone did a good job. Yeah. Did an amazing he job. He was Ice Cube. Like, like you didn't Cube feel like Son did an amazing job. Yeah. Like you didn't feel like any one of those actors was like, man, they're horrible. Why did they right. cast them? <laughs> like they were all pretty, pretty good. Like yeah. you don't think Oscar worthy, worthy, but you think. They did, did a good a great job. job. And Shook was true. believable. You like, know oh, what? Oh, oh, no. oh, 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 that was Shook. Shook. <laughs> that, that oh, was Shook. And you heard, right. he, got, he got arrested for real. <laughs> yes. Yes. Battery charge. I'm like, this, when, when art becomes life. Yeah, he's still <laughs> in character. He's still in character. Smoking cigars. They're like, man, I thought that was just movie props. But you right. know what? You know what? A lot of times, and this is what I think we all collectively notice, is that when they do a biopic, it helps quite a bit when the original artists are still alive and are able to, yeah, involved. Yeah, themselves in the movie. And, I'm tell you that you new edition story and, was amazing. The, yes, What's that, that new edition new story, edition the three story. night. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it was really Nigga, good. You really? gotta see oh, I'm it. I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah, we can uh, have and, a and movie night, fam, and watch I think, that. I think you would like it too, even more now, because I heard that when you watch it now. 
you get to cut out all the damn commercials. Yeah. Right. So oh, you're yeah. going to turn a three-day event into like an hour and a half. Exactly. Movie. Nigga, when I tell you that they was giving you commercials, BET was milking that shit because I think they knew they had a winner. Oh, man, it was five minutes, nigga. It was like, yeah, cut to commercials. Spoiler alert, those are every BET show. They have a thousand commercials on every show. It was like, and we got this coming back. I was like, Does BET play anything that's actually decent these days? They have some good, good shows that they started to integrate. I think that what was that one a, football show? I don't think that's oh, on anymore. Oh, the game, the game, the game. Was oh, that good? Yeah. Did anybody watch? Well, that, that? Well, I watched it for the first. Oh, I used to love it, but that initially seasons. wasn't a BET show. Oh, wow. they picked it up after it got was canceled. Was it WB? Um, uh, I think so, right? Yeah. Or UPN, UPN or whatever. Yeah. So, so what show has they they originally produced that trended? I guess outside of Real House Husbands. Mm. Right. That's so a good question. Though. Nothing is trended, but they have like them. They did the Mediva story, Nelson Mandela. They did uh, this show called Rebel. It's supposed to be pretty good. Now, Rebels look jo- like it John was supposed Singleton to be good. John Singleton is, okay. is directing I, I haven't watched that one yet, but it is looks it out like already? it's supposed to be good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because so so FX is about to kill them with the black shows. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so I watched Claws. What's that? I'm sorry. You said who? With Niecy Nash and Karuchi. Oh, Claws. Claws. So they've been advertising the oh. shit out of this show. Yeah. Niecy That's Nash FX? is actually um, FX, yes. Oh, I um, think I've heard of that. And yeah. they got a new a new show coming out, too. So they, they got a, a pretty raunchy. good lineup. It's mm. a little raunchy. Oh, it's a little raunchy. Like it's fucking on screen. Karuchi is on it? Karuchi. Yeah. Karuchi train. Kar- and you know so. what? And yeah. me, ain't she adorable? Yeah, she I is. Yeah. Love no wonder why Chris Brown be stalking her. No wonder why Chris Brown be stalking her. Wait, you see, um, the judge uh, granted her the restraining order. I'm yeah. like, get your fucking restraining order against that crazy ass hoe. <laughs> Jumping in cabs, chasing you down the street. She shows yeah, up to the club with her friends. And she look over. He got a table right now. Stop it. No, no. You know what? My my funny story from this week was. Hold on, real quick. Go ahead. (laughs) And real quick. (laughs) Are you finished or are you done? I'm not done yet. (laughs) And get this. Chris is stupid. You want to hear how stupid Chris is? Now, I am pro Chris. I love Chris. And I always feel like, you know, uh, stars who grow up in the industry, they they need a moment to get themselves together because Mm -hmm. they, they, they twist it. But. Do you know the judge granted her the restraining order because solely on the fact that she had text messages from him, this nigga did not show up to court. She had text messages from him where he said, uh, you got me fucked up. I'm going to beat your ass, like beat the shit out of you. Like he had text messages yeah, to her saying that he was going to Rihanna this bitch. Now, mm. if there was any doubt in your mind that he didn't beat Rihanna ass, Nigga. This just solidifies. And if there was that. one nigga that should not be sending, be sending text those text messages, text messages to a woman that says, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to beat your ass. Remember Rihanna. He's sending that picture of Rihanna. Send her a meme. Hello. This could be us because you, you tripping. tripping. <laughs> Hello. But, With a bunch um, of O's. Hello. Her acting, her acting is, um, is a little better than I, I expected. Really? Uh, uh. Niecy Nash, I knew she was going to do her thing or whatever, but. Um, Karuchi, she did she, for the first episode. She did way better than I expected. Okay, so great okay. job, y'all on claws. I'll be watching. Right, not to pivot, but of course we have to talk about uh, the NBA. Go Warriors! Oh, Jesus Christ! Jesus. She wake. She awoke. Stop she awoke, ladies. Stop it! Stop it! Somebody so, put that battery in there. Right. That's right. Because I forgot your father is a Warriors fan, or 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 He's he hates a LeBron. Hate LeBron fan. He's a hate LeBron. Fan. I'm actually. Yeah. I'm actually. I hate to admit it, but but I'm gonna go ahead and say it on record. 
that I am becoming a pretty big LeBron you've fan been, lately. You've been saying that for a few years. So are you officially a LeBron fan? I think or I'm, you, officially, I you I'm, I'm officially a fan Why now. are you okay. a fan of LeBron? I think LeBron is amazing. great person. On and off court. On, on and off. On I'm and actually person. talking about off court. Like yeah. his off court antics is making me say, you know what? And, and, and I saw a meme the other day. Or actually, I don't know if it was a meme or if it was just someone that... Actually, no, it was a friend of mine that uh, posted on Facebook. He said... People that hate LeBron, do you hate LeBron or do you just hate LeBron's fans? And I was like, ooh. ooh. I saw that. I, I was like, I, I was like, I think I I think when I first started yeah. disliking LeBron, it wasn't because of LeBron, it was because of his fans mm-hmm. giving him the mantle of king I before he that, ever earned it. Like I yeah. being from Chicago, right. I, y'all would never understand the disgust I had. I came home from college Nigga, I just and I went in the like Nike town mm-hmm. and he's sitting they they yeah, they had, had him throne. on a throne as soon as you walk in Nike town saying the king. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. So in our city <laughs> the house Nike, right. the house that Jordan built, you have the right. audacity to call to another nigga him. king. He's wearing twenty three. What? Right. Oh, I'm oh I'm gonna hate you until you prove yourself. Yes. And they well, and they people trying to give us artificial stats. And this nigga didn't have one ring. I'm like, I'm not saying he can't ball. I'm saying y'all calling him one of the greatest before. And, his time. and I grew up watching the greatest. <laughs> right. Like I so that made me dislike yeah, I was him. A part but it of wasn't the his Jordan fault. Riots I think I think it wasn't his fault. When I fell out with LeBron, was a whole. You know, Miami big announcement. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But then he he made a comeback when he, you know, went w- back to with his efforts. No, just with his efforts off the court. I was like, you know what? Here's the guy that puts his money where his mouth is. He doesn't talk a lot. Right. But he's doing a lot through action. He's speaking through action. And then when you see him go go on the court, he gives all he's got. Yeah. And that's all you can ask for any player in 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 the, in, right. the, in the game, you know. So and he's a true player in my book. I mean, there there are people that have been insulted by the Jordan Lebron comparisons. Mm-hmm. Do you all feel that it's valid that they are being compared? I don't think they're always different because they used to compare Jordan to Dr. J. Right. Right. I, okay. I think that as he matures is when the conversation is supposed to start. I think that. The comparisons have been happening ad nauseum since his first uh, game in the NBA, and that's where it was. It was so hyper, like hyperbolic back then, and it was so uh, obscene and ridiculous that it was dumb to have the discussion then. And so it it it, it hardened those of us that are like, no, Jordan will always be the greatest, whereas we can't even consider it. Now he's entering a realm where you could at least start to talk about it. Like, realistically, LeBron's probably got about another four or five years of playing, mm-hmm. three years probably at top level, because he's he's a, a an efficient, strong-ass athlete that's still the most dominant character in basketball. Yeah. He could win another two rings, and if he did them in a compelling way, like, let's say, let's say he goes back to the finals twice and beats – this super team that they just put together two times. We have to start honestly having that conversation because we've never seen a team like the Golden State Warriors stacked like that. And if he can if he can beat them in a compelling way, we gotta start saying, All right, this nigga's in his mid thirties and he is no, like I don't he's know. I don't, know. I don't agree. He's no Duke Kim Matumbo, but no. he is a great player. <laughs> I, I agree <laughs> I, that, I will give him that. Let me tell you something. Go ahead, Brittany. I agree that <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Omar. <laughs> I agree that he's a great um, humanitarian. He's a great person outside of the court, for sure. But I'm diehard Chicago, and I feel like you cannot compare the game today to the game that Michael Jordan I give played. You that. So, Michael Jordan, the greatest in his time. 
Now, LeBron today, he is an amazing player. He's the one to beat. He's the one that we put up there like, okay, if this team can get past Cleveland, can get past LeBron and Kyrie and them, then they own. All they got to do is get past them. Like, that is it. We, we've already given him that. We've given him that. So me, now, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he got Michael Jordan beat. He's the same player as Michael Jordan. I'm, I will never. I will never. Because it's a totally different fucking game from then and now. So let's ask a real question. Is he better than Kobe? Who? Mm-hmm. LeBron. LeBron. Now, that's Uh-oh. a question. Now that's a comparison. That's a comparison. real talk. And that's, that's a comparison. And, and that's the comparison we should yeah, have been that's having. That's what we well, should be having. Let's argue about that. Y'all sitting here trying to fucking put. No. No. He don't touch. Right. Kobe ain't. Jordan and Kobe no, no he ain't Jordan no. so if you know okay. like y'all just dissing Kobe when right. we just automatically want to start I don't understand why LeBron. Kobe is not in the conversation pretty regularly at mm. this point like he's not that old he just left the league yeah, niggas like, act like garbage this ass player. Right. 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 Nigga nigga been playing. five rings wait, like nigga he didn't drop 200 points like, on PlayStation <laughs> <laughs> wait, the nigga been playing since he was like 14 or some shit you know what I'm saying okay so question if you put the current Golden State Warriors team up against this is hypothetical obviously mm-hmm. the 96 Bulls <laughs> who wins okay now, in what now, time in what exactly, time period yep, where are we yep. playing are we playing a game from the 90s exactly. or are we playing a game from look today? at you acting like you know something about basketball and Nigga, shit bro. Uh, I'm the son my daddy ahead, never had ahead. I don't know the answer go to ahead. that no but, but, but so, it's, it's important because game? yeah because in the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. that's they a were different thugs. game like Niggas talk about the Pistons in the 90s. Do y'all listen? Like, like I'm telling you. See, listen, Casey. <laughs> you didn't grow up here and, 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 and <laughs> live where we whites. live. Because think about it. Like, <laughs> see, see, nowadays we got ESPN White and all of people. these channels. So if you grew up nowadays, then you're aware of everything that happens. Mm-hmm. Back during the 80s and 90s, most people didn't have cable. But right. if you did have cable, what you had was Sports Channel. And Sports mm-hmm. Channel showed you all of the Bulls games. So you yep. got to see every amazing Jordan yep. moment mm-hmm. not just the clips that they show you when he took it from one hand and threw it over to the right. next hand and threw it by like yeah you saw those great moments mm-hmm. no we got to see Jordan bust you know the Milwaukee Bucks ass on a Tuesday you know right. at 7 p.m. And, and you know I mean, what I'm saying show the fuck out the Pistons used to get in that ass <laughs> get in that on ass. the regular <laughs> and like Jordan to be giving his all but when I say foul like going up grabbing his neck like there's yeah. this one famous picture where the nigga goes up to dunk and you can literally see his nigga's hand <laughs> yes. over his entire head pillars like, muffin cap back pillars <laughs> muffin cap back blue <laughs> you know like you about to break this nigga's neck yes foul they were not an ejection Wow. A fucking Bill Lambeer was a, a thug. Wait, and not even a technical. A thug. Not, not even, even a technical. No, because they used to slam people back they then. They used like, to body and slam and, and they used to bridge the shit out of Jordan yes. whenever he yeah. came in. Every time they automatically in, bridge they would do this him. So right he here. fall. So you fall. Uh, and hurt yourself. You could, you could get injured. <laughs> yeah. You could die. It was a rough <laughs> You it could die. You could die. I'm dead serious. So that's why Jordan created the fadeaway, which is unstoppable. Because every time he came in, they're like, here he come. He couldn't. Could, <laughs> see, Jordan was dunking on niggas, and and uh, like like most people that defend Jordan, they said that, and this is one of his one of his understated talents that that you don't see unless you really study the game. Right. Jordan had an ability to split the defense because everybody always double teamed him. Jordan would find this little piece, mm-hmm. and he knew how to cross people over where he could step between two defenders and get to the cup. Right. But then when you get to the cup, you got this big ass center that's going right. to make you pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> right. They used to feel like we got six fouls. 
use them all. Oh, and use they them all, yeah. And they, they would sacrifice players. They would sacrifice players to get And LeBron, like, you can blow on him wrong. He, hey, did you see that? Did you see that ref? He blew in my ear. He blew in my ear as I was getting the ball. And it went over here. Hello? Are you Why do you even have to have, look, let me tell you how, let me tell you how bitch made the game is now. That they have to have an anti-flopping rule. There was no such thing as But Reggie Miller created that shit. He started it. So he this started it, but again, start with but again, LeBron James. You just mentioned, you just mentioned another amazing ass player in the nineties. Like, but you know where a lot of that came from is <laughs> soccer. <laughs> a lot of that came from soccer, though. All that acting and shit, because mm. soccer players act. You know what I mean? They so they do. can get the cards yeah. and yeah, they can yeah. get people kicked out. Yeah. And you know, when a lot of those players go over there and play in Europe, they do that in Europe all the time. Goes, oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> and they just extra with this. Hey, shit. hey, hey, Omar, oh, Omar. So that. So that they can win by a landslide victory 1 0. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I can't fuck with science. Like, oh, man, man, they were controlling the whole game. What was the score? 1 0. Uh-uh. Bitch, no, I'm not watching this. <laughs> or, or it ties and no one lost. Like it's, yeah. it's 1 1, but yeah. that doesn't No mean loss, no win. Right. I just invested five hours of my day so Literally I can watch. Five hours. Nobody. Of okay. Win. So fuck maybe that. a better comparison then is the current Golden State Warriors to who wins between them and the 01 Lakers? Oh. Mm-hmm. Probably goes safe. Yeah. Still? Yeah, With man. Shaq and Kobe? And, and Rick Fox and Derek Ooh. Fisher? They were all dope, but I'm telling you, this this Golden yeah, State this Warriors is a super team, team, I've never seen. I'm telling you, they, yeah, but they, they are Durant, Team USA. But wait a minute, though. They are team. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Wait a minute. Now, I have a uh, small little... Caveat, as you like to say. <laughs> that is my word. That's your word. All right. Now, understand what we were dealing with, the dynamics here, okay? Um, it's kind of like uh, survival of the fittest, right? Now, KD was desperate to get a ring. He made this move just to get a ring. His aggression level throughout the entire series was outstanding to me. That motherfucker was unstoppable. Mm. He would get the ball, and if that motherfucker went for the cup, he was going, mm. and he was dunking, and they was getting out of his way. Like, understand that that Cleveland had to deal with one player who's amazing, whose eye was on the fucking prize. Everybody on that court, majority of the people on that court, had already had a chance to win a ring. Like, granted, like, it's important, but it was most important to KD. Most important. So it's like when you're talking about putting up the 0-1 Lakers to KD, period. Like, mm. at mm. this point, with you the team, with, with the supporting of, cast, yeah. somebody he could count on. You, yeah, you I'm think a fuck Kevin, Durant Kevin Durant is... Better than Kobe Bryant? I don't think he's no. better than Kobe Bryant, but I'm talking there about the, the no, aggression if, if of Kobe the game. If Kobe wanted it, the, Kobe would have took that shit. But, but, but when you have but that Kobe aggression, one player. he's one mm-hmm. player. You got like Yeah, 12. but Shaq is like three, though. <laughs> <laughs> like Shaq in his prime. But Shaq, Shaq would just stand still, put his Shaq hands in shooting, he can't count yeah, on him. He can yeah. knock you the fuck down and stop you. And that's important. But you can't, but you can't count you on, on Shaq. Shaq to Shaq now, now, okay, <laughs> run on Shaq. Okay, run on But but you know Shaq what though? To your ass. point though, Casey, because because one thing that um that uh, Cleveland didn't have to me 
which I wondered about how Golden State would, would size up against a team that had a dominant inside presence. Right. You know what I mean? Because who they have? Tristan Thompson? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like, Tristan Kardashian. Uh, right. Uh, okay, exactly. Let's hey, the Kardashian exactly. curse is exactly. broken. <laughs> they won. Okay. But, but like, you know, <laughs> they had nobody down there that would punish you from inside. And so what I would notice that Cleveland started doing was they started trying to play Golden State Warriors ball. Mm-hmm. No, you're not going to. The one game they won, they hit 24 three-pointers. Okay, that's yeah. good for a fluke. You're not going to beat them at no. their game. Right. So you at need to be doing game. your own game. They should have played, right. played the inside game. They should have played the inside game, but it's hard when you see, all right, we making two points every time we go right. down here. They making three, three, three points. points. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, fine. They just had too, too many weapons. But they the thing is, here's what weapons. you saw, though. Here's what you saw. Mm-hmm. Is you saw the rest of them. You saw Golden State choke. Outside of KD in that last game. Uh-huh. That was a rough game for them. Yeah. You saw them choking. Klay Thompson couldn't hit but shit. They had, uh, Curry they choked in the game couldn't hit it, shit. The game they lost. And KD stepped up yeah. and started grabbing the ball. And you had that motherfucker out there hitting threes right. and taking the ball in, dunking right. it. But remember, Golden State choked like that last year. Last yep. year. Remember, they couldn't hit yep. a shot. They mm. have and, games and, where they and do KD, that. Gave them that little missing piece. That's yeah. it. Like, that consistency. Because they, they choke. Like, go to state chokes. They do. They, they do. do. And they, they do. choke. But you and, know, but see, and LeBron saw it. He's like, oh, they're choking. See, I'm going to tell you and what they Katie's call like, that, though. no, we not. But see, but see, <laughs> pass me the ball. They call that, they, they call that uh, live by the three, die by the three. And that's who they are. Like, when you're hot, you're sinking all of them. But when they start applying pressure... And then all you have to rely on is Draymond Green, which Draymond Green, to be as big as he is, he shoots too many goddamn threes. To me. <laughs> it's like he'll kick the shit out of somebody, though. he kick the shit out of somebody. Get out of line. Draymond's ready to fight somebody. He's going to fight for nuts. He's like, somebody nuts is going to get kicked if we don't win this game I'm willing to put somebody out tonight. I'll take that fine. Give me the fine because I'm going to hit him. I think next year is going to be fantastic. It's going to be interesting because LeBron, because let me tell you something about LeBron, which is why I'm like, I'm so conflicted with him. He finally he just shaved his head. Oh yes, yes, I saw that. Guy. And yes, let so it, now are, go, we, are we about to see a little Jordan shit now? Like, like is he <laughs> is he about to have new swag? Because I'm gonna tell you, when niggas be trying to hold on to that like little missing piece, I don't respect that shit. <laughs> like me, me and O. When I first met, oh, me and him was both still trying to rock our seasons. And we both knew we was thinning a little bit, you know, but we would keep it low. And if You're we didn't about your keep hair. our hair, yep. if we didn't keep our shit extra low and we came in, it was like, all right, I'm going to just, you know, go another day. You would you would see it. <laughs> and I think me and him both came to that conclusion within maybe two months of one another. Like, I can't remember who did it first, but we was both like, all right, it's about time that we stop this charade <laughs> and we cut the shit go. I be seeing niggas go well into their mid to late 30s. And it's like all of this shit right here is thin, but then they still lining that shit up. And it's right. like, bro, do you realize how disgusting this looks right now? <laughs> Let that shit go. It's something Let about a person that go. can't just accept life. I mean, if you got a funny looking head, head I, I get it. Yeah. But he doesn't have a funny he looking doesn't. head. Though. He doesn't. So now that he, he cut, cut it, I'm like, all right, this means that he's starting to accept some shit. Are we going to see? Are we going to see? Are we going to see? What about Carlos Bruiser when he wore that shit to the Oh, Oh, do y'all remember this? Did you just hear that? On a leather swimming cap. (laughs) 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 I was like, man, what the hell is that? (laughs) Is he wearing a black swimming cap on the on the court? That was disgusting. (laughs) I mean, and and came like the day before he looked one way. The next day, it was like chocolate black. It was like, bro. (laughs) 
You do know we rain. got on demand. <laughs> <laughs> and that shit was black You said hell. we do have on demand. I we can got pause on demand. this shit. Like, I, I, I'm pause. Take a screenshot. And then I'm going to go to the internet to see how the game looked yesterday with the Milwaukee Bucks. And the I'm like, was bald. bro, let it go. It's like somebody grabbed him by his feet and dipped him in the tar they used to put on the roof back in the day. Like, you good, bro. Oh, my God. And then brush hey, that shit. Like, no, have there. you ever got stuck in tar? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why would you get stuck in tar? When would that happen? Brittany, what kind of crazy <laughs> shit are you on? Okay, we'll talk about are it later. <laughs> are you a Bill Nye, the science guy? We'll talk about it well, later. My he ass got stuck in tar. All right, well, let's, let's get there into go, the topic then. Hello everyone, this is Casey Alana. And this is Brittany Diane. And we are back with another episode of the Tequila Tales Unleashed podcast, <laughs> where we discuss everything love and relationships with a twist. Yep. We yep. are here with our special guest, Omar Jones. Mm. Hello everyone, they paid me $20 to do this podcast. <laughs> I'm in here. <laughs> right. That's a really good rate. Mm. And the know-it-all himself, the host of the Tequila Tales Live Okay. The greatest host of all time. Oh, thank you. Mr. Mm. Isaac Paul. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As always, it is a pleasure to be here. Yes. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> yes. Happy Father's Day, Uncle Phil. <laughs> <laughs> and Obama. Happy Father's Day, Obama. Yes. Happy, happy Father's, Father's Day. Day to all the fathers out there. I think we missed Mother's Day. Did oh, we? Yeah. So. Oh, goodness. But, that but was you can tell me. Oh, happy Mother's Day, Brittany. Thank you. Not like, not that you're like a mother and a father, because I don't like when people do that. Oh, no. <laughs> they need their damn daddy. <laughs> okay. You. And I'd be so happy. Come get them. <laughs> Come get them. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> Could y'all stop? <laughs> Today, we are talking about double standards. Ooh. Yes. Mm. And it could go so many different ways. But the first, first topic I wanted to touch on, because it's something that's a little bit relevant lately, is a prom send-offs. I can't right. do it, girl. Okay. <laughs> but let me let me just give you a little bit of backstory and the reason that I chose that to, to kick it off. For one, it's prom season. But there was an article that came up in my newsfeed that really kind of grabbed me because I was like, I never really thought of it that way, but it's worth talking about. So a few weekends ago, social media, uh, social media debated uh, one mother's decision to throw her son an expensive and unusual prom send-off in North Philly. The Dubai to the Philly, Dubai, yeah. yes. Um, that theme send off featured a ton of real sand, a camel, <laughs> three rented foreign sports cars, and other expenses that cost her a whopping twenty five thousand dollars. Like this nigga's getting married, right? Um, but what the author was saying is that a prom send off symbolizes a moment when black neighborhoods can look to the future and temporarily escape the burdens of their everyday struggles. Too often, such communities are coming together to mourn a loss or something more devastating. But a prom send-off is a rare occasion to break this cycle of trauma and uplift the community. Why can't we do a college send-off? I agree. Why a um, prom send-off? Because we, we make the eighth grade graduation so victorious. <laughs> and then we have to top that during high school, for high school. Yeah. And the kids say, 
fuck collars. Like they didn't, they never thought of that. Right. I'm but because you over celebrated the shit you should be celebrating. Like, should you be celebrating someone graduating from the eighth grade? Should How you dumb do you have to be to celebrate that shit? Like, <laughs> if you you're dumb as hell, I'm gonna celebrate it. Like, Hold on. be like, yeah, he. I didn't should think he would make it this far. Should you be celebrating the fact that you about to? I'm as a parent. I know you about to get some pussy tonight. Mm. Um, so you're I'm looking I'm at it in a negative here, right? no, no, I'm, I'm looking at it from an academia or no, <laughs> academic point that's of view. what I'm doing I'm throwing you know. this big ass party yeah. to consummate the fact that you about to get well, you your dick sucked tonight well you gotta get the hotel no yeah. nigga hey you listen somebody want a motel or yeah. fucking the damn limo a motel or whatever so you can get roaches do. and bring the roaches back home now you pissed off at me again I, but yes. that's what the kids do Oh, what, what, what? No, you take them to the nice ones to get the Hilton. Okay. Maybe the Four Seasons. Maybe the, the Walton. Okay, y'all are missing uh, the point. <laughs> but the, the point that she was trying to make is that somehow we forget to notice the cultural double, double standards that we set for black families in comparison yep. to others in the sense that... Um, Jewish families throw elaborate bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs that we often don't see a huge fuss about. Um you know, mm-hmm. and and the question I think is like, like because quinceaneras. right quinceañeras that uh, Latinos do. Did you know I just um, found out what that means? Quinceañera. No, okay, so it's their 16th birthday, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also in their tradition saying that they're ready to get married and have kids. Like that's what. Well, it, they're like, becoming a. I think in more modern times, they're becoming a woman or a man. Again, or whatever, we celebrate you fucking and having kids. I don't understand. Okay, what this so is let about. me let me ask you a question, Casey, mm-hmm. and g- give me your opinion on it because I, I know what the writer or author is trying to convey. Yeah. So my thing is, black people don't really have a culture, right? Mm. You know, to begin with, to so we can take part in bar mitzvahs and all that other shit. But we, we the, don't the, say the, we gradu- don't have a culture. The, the graduation thing. I think it's a little blown up. I think it's a little blown out of proportion. Like, I could see it if if you did this for college. Like, if you overspent on college. Because yeah. that, you know, and... That's what I'm doing. Well, well You know, like, I, I, I get it. I get it that you want to celebrate. But I'm thinking, like, are you sending the wrong message? Yes. Because I remember when I was growing up in Inglewood, and the niggas, you know, they would go all out for the eighth grade graduation. And these niggas said, oh, I've made it. And they drop out. Yeah. <laughs> they like shit. I'm a success. <laughs> but that's, that's <laughs> and they're not pushed to go to high school. Right. right. So you know when it because you went all out on the eighth grade thing, you think like it's okay to drop out of high school because everyone came together doing this eighth grade thing and made it a big deal. Well, and my whole thing was like, are you? sending the wrong message to the kids. Yeah. Well, then I think that you also need to ask, are white people sending the wrong message to their kids when they throw a elaborate Sweet 16 But it's not a, it's not a, it's not a race thing. It, it's, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we deal with separate challenges than white people. Okay, you know what that's I mean? when the a, conversation When a white person then. wakes up that's in the morning, the double they don't, then. but well, the, no and yes. Right. It's a double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. But I still think I don't see white people going all out for eighth-grade graduations. But I see black people do. Okay. I see when you I see white people when you graduate from college, the dad gives the son a Rolex, they buy the the, the girl a car. You know, that's what they do. They don't go all out like, oh shit, we need to decorate the entire <laughs> block for your eighth-grade graduation. You know. Outside of a Jewish culture, you know, you you know, there's still other cultures. There's German, there's Russian, and they don't mm-hmm. partake in those things either. Mm-hmm. But I think, kind of like what the author was saying, and to your point, like, is it a moment where 
the black people get a mo- just a moment to look to the this future. isn't it well, here's, here, here's the deal you here, got your moment tupac here's that was our moment okay let me tell you something let me tell you something let me tell you, something. Let me, let me tell you where i think it started Ignorant. let me can I, can I give you my opinion yes please okay so back in the day not that far back but as far as black culture is concerned, I think that we started celebrating these small accolades like eighth grade graduations and proms because it was actually representing the fact that they had indeed made it through these small little, um, these small little, um, um, you call it, um, moments, right? Because so someone that's been on the, on the on, earth 14 years went on, through a moment. Let me, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I had a lot of classmates that I graduated with. Now, I graduated high school in 2003. I had a lot of classmates that I graduated with that dropped out of high school to take care of the family. They started selling drugs. They started doing whatever they had to do because the father was absent, so the mother needed them more active to keep the household going because whatever public assistance she was getting, if she was getting it or whatever, wasn't working. So I think that it started because these kids had that opportunity to make it through eighth grade and then make it through high school to go to prom. Now, where I think that we do in a lot of shit is take it overboard, and I think that we need to redirect that energy to now, okay, instead of putting all this in the prom, instead of putting this in the eighth grade because this is a different time now, let's go ahead and celebrate you actually physically graduating. Let's celebrate you actually going to college, sending you off to college. Like, you don't see, I don't see trunk parties. I had a trunk party. Like, that was a thing for me. Like, my mother rented a, a damn hall, like, room in Hyde Park. I didn't and know I had what a that was party. until I moved to Chicago. Really? What yeah, it's help, help me send this motherfucker away. I need, she need this for her dorm. She need this for college. And that's what I did. People brought me, like, I got a refrigerator. I got, like, a, like well, sheets I got and all, all that kinds at of my shit. graduation party. Is that the same? It could be thing? the same. Yeah. I didn't have a graduation just party. Just culturally, or, I mean, yeah. and it may be some Chicago stuff. Yeah. Like, we call it a Chicago party. Yeah, I didn't have a grad and, party. And it's, I it's, had a trunk party yeah. right before I left. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to say something, though. It's like a baby shower, but yeah. for going, and, and to like, your point, right? And to your point, you, what you said earlier, like, I'm not gonna make excuse for a bunch of lazy ass niggas, and I'm and with I'm not you. gonna and and trust me because and, and, and I'm, I'm gonna say this I because I grew up with these niggas and I, I, I and I would see them, I would see them drop out of school, yeah, because they're lazy as shit. Yeah. But then you said, oh, they would go sell drugs, take it from Like, most of these niggas ain't taking care of shit. I agree. They just out there Omar. because they're fucking useless. I and it's because you. there were false expectations set for them. I Instead of their parents pushing them like, no, motherfucker, I'm going to use this money so you can go to high school so I can do this. I'm not going to spend the money on that I because that's not an accomplishment. So here's, here's one of the profound things I used to see all the time. <laughs> They graduate from eighth grade and they mom and or whoever's around the aunts and everything because there's no dads around and right. they do this extravagant event. Right. They go to the first few months of high school when they start off. It's not for them. They make all the excuses not to go. They drop out. Uh-huh. They get a job uh, trapping for whoever running the block. Trapping. Now they're getting up at 630 in the morning because they got the morning shift. Nigga, you couldn't get up for school, but you can get up for this. Because mm. <laughs> like life is on the line. But I'm just life on the, the line. But I'm just it's just false expectations that have been set. But for that, them. this is not something that started with you or or, or me. Because I feel like I know exactly what you're talking about. Because I saw the same shit. Okay, but I'm talking about for those like before us, so that little generation right before us in the '90s. That's what you saw a lot of. 
people who didn't continue high school because they were. Taking I'm older care than of you, my nigga. Like I feel I'm, you. You're I'm not telling that you, much I was older. there. You ain't that much older. I was older, there, my Omar. nigga. I saw the transition. Omar. I saw the transition. You're not that much older. But what I'm saying is, I'm not. I'm with you. I agree. I'm the biggest advocate for not making excuses and for changing and breaking the cycle. I hear you. But what I'm saying is, I think that that's where it started, and this is how it's gotten out of control. And you are giving people excuses for shit. Like, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to. You know, celebrate you graduating eighth grade, but I'm not going to enforce and show you the importance of why you need to continue through high school and get to college. Why that's most important. Why that's something that should be celebrated. Okay, I want to. I want to interject because I, man, I'm trying to figure out how I feel about this, right? Mm-hmm. Because I understand what the author of that article was saying, mm-hmm. and and I actually feel like both Brittany and Omar are are. It sounds like they're saying something different, but they actually both pointed in the same direction in terms of understanding it's the different. absurdity. It's different. Here's okay. the difference. And, 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 and I'll let you, you finish you your are, point. You are both But the difference is, the difference I'm saying is when the same people are buying their kids Jordans. Right. These are the same individuals. I agree with But they're you. not investing in their future. I, right. I don't. What if they don't know any better? I'm telling does you. That, like, does that play a role at all? So you, so, All I know is that I think that... Um, materialistic things make me look like I have something, and that's important to my culture. Like, if that's all I know, oh, why? Culture. That's how important do I, to me. That's important to me. So, if I don't know that investing money and saving it and and going to school and get my education, if I don't know anything else, how am I being judged for that? Okay, so wait a minute. So, so let me just pause for a moment because I, I, I while I feel like we're having this conversation. In a, in a semi-safe space, I do also feel like we're making assumptions, mm-hmm, okay? Yeah. Now, let me ask you all this. What about the kid whose mom throws him some extra elaborate-ass party? She spends way too much money, but she also stays on his ass when it comes to the studies. Mm-hmm. He's graduating at the top of his class. He's going to either Ivy League or Howard or some shit. Well, that's and, actually and this woman that... that it did the Dubai thing. She, he's got a full ride. Right. So he's got a full ride. So it's like she just wants to floss out, but she's still instilling, you know, important value. Sometimes there is this assumption mm-hmm. that when people like kind of almost like, you know, the tell your daddy video from last week. Right. Like there's the assumption that, you know, a woman who has had a child before 32 isn't a boss. And, 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 and so. It's like while we make the argument of, oh, no, that person that's over 32 and did X, Y, and Z, oh, no, she was just doing what was right. You know, when you make that statement, it's, it, it, you're also making the assumption or, or at least you're, you're presenting it as though the opposite it, it isn't right. true, that you couldn't have been someone who now. was under 32 and had a child and been a boss. So the point I'm making is what happens to the person who, yeah, mom does go over the top. Right. Shit's way, you know, more extravagant than it probably needed to be. But some people is like she could have taken him to Dubai. Get him to Dubai, right? <laughs> but but but. You know, he did grow up in a good household. They do mm-hmm. understand the importance of, of um, in, you know, education. education. Mm-hmm. And, and he's now going to school and he's going to be successful. She's basically making the argument, are we automatically castigating this rites of passage because that's kind of what prom is? Or, or maybe it's 
it's um, transitioned into that. So it's like we can't we can't say that the only people that are going overboard are people that are from Inglewood right. that are buying and, Jordans. And that's not what I'm saying. No, no, I know that's not what you're saying. But but like you presented one side, but there's the other side of the argument. I said false expectations is is the term I use. False expectation <laughs> amongst black people is what I meant. Now, like, you, so think but about what that. about a that's, for though? That motherfucker's only thirteen, the, and the, he's the, getting circumcised. But that's and all of this money. But graduation, so, graduating so, from eighth so grade or high prom, school, but, is not but a that's black what the article culture is saying, thing. Though, but that's it's what the article is saying. Wait, wait, wait. Because, because to your point, uh, uh, when when you when you began, you said black people don't have a culture in America, which they I agree don't. with. They we don't. don't. We don't. So is is this? Part of our developing of our culture because we don't know what the to, fuck we to were doing celebrate in high school. We weren't doing this, but but see, but to see, I, but see, but see I think that, but see, I think that that's what the article was saying is that is prom becoming a new rites of passage to whereas we can't look at it as so it's just this one opinion. day. Our prom becomes bar mitzvah. Like they may have a deeper reason as to why Jew- the only reason that. A bar mitzvah is fucking deep is because it's been happening for an extended period of time. And so yeah. it's validated by its length of existence. And we give it we we give it credence and validation because of the fact that, oh, it's been going on for a long time and these people are successful. If we keep allowing prom to develop over the next 20, 30 years, we may look at prom as, oh, prom isn't just a day where you all go on a, you know, whatever. Now prom becomes emblematic of something different because it has a different cultural ramification. I'll do and this. I think that that's the challenge that we're asking. Are we are we trying to lower what it is because of the fact that it's a celebration? When it moves to college, when it moves to college, I'll jump on board. Mm. Until now I then, I could give I a shit that. less but about it. And say, it's 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 false I, expectations. I will say this. I agree with him there. When it's it the gold toilet to, in baby's house. When it moves to a college celebration like a college send-off then I will I will be a part of that. Actually, that's what I will have for my kids. We mm-hmm. won't celebrate prom. They'll go to prom. They'll get dressed up and go. But we'll do a college send-off, like yeah. a big college party. But I I feel you, you you will have some one offs though. Like with the old girl with the Dubai thing and the and the the um son who Should've had the full ride. And all them niggas. But no, yeah, I get that, but have... I've seen families spend thousands of dollars. On, on this a, day, on yeah, but and they me, don't have any money for me, the funeral for the nigga when he dies. Uh, right, but let uh, me let me just challenge. When he died. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Like they call right. it around, like, right. hey, what you got it's on GoFundMe? Yeah, what you saved up for the prom, but you got to do a GoFundMe for the funeral, yeah, because they spend all the money. But let me just because I I agree with everything you're saying, and all of it is legit. I think the the reason that this article stood out is because the name of it is "Stop Policing Black Joy." In senior mm. prom send off. So the, that first portion, stop policing black joy. Because let's just say that we did do some extra elaborate shit for, um, for a college send off, right? I think then we would start policing it like we need to be teaching them uh, values about saving their money. We don't need to be doing They need to get through the education right. first. Like right. we would Motherfuck police. We'll no, don't something. get it fucked up. Right. We will yeah. police it's every everything. single right. thing that well, might I'm going to tell you, I personally want. We be Joe Button and no, shit. No, no, I'm, you I'm, ain't be happy all the time. You can't be happy all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to personally. Fuck education. I'm going to personally <laughs> say this. And, and I'm speaking from, and, and this is my own opinion, my own personal opinion, that I think, no, and it comes to me, no. No, because I think maybe not that's a you, big but, thing. But because collectively, I, you yes. know, you know, you're talking to a high school dropout, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they had the eighth grade send off, 
And then, you know, and I, and I thought it was good. And then I went to high school and I just like, fuck this shit. <laughs> right. You know, I didn't, I didn't have time for that shit. Yeah. And it's because, like, I felt like I've already accomplished something when I hit eighth grade. Right. And so I didn't give a shit about high school. And then when, when, you, when you, where I was at, like, no one really went to high school. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a thing. Yeah. So I'm saying if it was some college shit, it gives you something to look forward to. That's like you, as but a I'm, child, I'm saying that if we did what child. you suggested, I know that collectively as black people, we we police each other. So in we're a way. not going to say shit about babies go toilet. Who? Baby? Yeah. Like Lil Wayne baby? Yeah. That guy? What do you mean his gold toilet? <laughs> Muhammad listen, Ali has listen, a gold toilet. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I use the bathroom. If, if it is not tricking, if toilet. you got it. Well, I'm saying Lil, he, Lil Wayne said he owes him money and he put Did in the toilet. Listen, do it. Muhammad yeah, Ali that's some rich has people a problems. gold toilet. I don't know nothing about And that. I used it. <laughs> you say not yet? <laughs> you used Muhammad Ali's gold toilet? Uh, yeah, I've been in his house. Tell me about this. Tell us the story. He has a gold toilet in his house. When did you use it? It was about like 15 years ago. What you and you sat on the gold toilet? See, I, feel like, I feel like I can get that same toilet at Home Depot. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Well, it's supposed to be no, like a 14 karat gold toilet. Yeah, like this is a legit gold toilet. <laughs> yeah, like he has this big dumbass house. I think in like Michigan or something. Okay, we but but can you see what I'm saying though? Like I, you don't think that collectively black people would police no matter what? Like oh, if, black people police the Kim Kardashian photo <laughs> says she was trying to go blackface. I'm like, they changed the no, contrast. No, I'm talking Come about the, the I'm talking about the uh, things that we do. No, no. Yeah, no, we complain about everything. Any celebration that we yeah. do. Like, somebody always has something negative no, to say No, here's about the something. thing. I think it with education, I look at that differently. I don't want to say that's a black thing or or a I'm black saying, accomplishment. I'm saying like, that you wouldn't. If but, we, if but you decided to celebrate it in a very elaborate way, would, the, would the reaction... You know what? I think you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. One. You can. It's your money. It's I, your life. I think about like, black culture, like how yes. we are with shit. We complain about fucking everything. I think there's too many subcultures within black culture sure. and too many different ways of thinking. So you're we'll going to so many yeah, different opinions. That's fine. That's fine. We'll, <laughs> He's a politician. I'm sure so many yeah. subcultures. Yeah. He don't want to be Get wrong. Get your just sessions ass right. the fuck up out of here. Won't answer the fucking question. What's the question, Negro? It's funny. Black people complain and find something negative in everything. You just answered the question. I did. I said there's so many subcultures. Everyone has a different opinion. But you know what's funny is I I have caught myself doing this, right? So I I looked at a video of this um, black couple getting married, and they had a very... uh, Let's just say interesting intro to the brides or the the bridal party coming in. Mm. It was at least ten of them niggas. Like, why are there like so Beyonce type of thing? Yeah, do, like they all did a dance move down the aisle. Uh-huh. Um, there was like ten bridesmaids, ten groomsmen. That's too many fucking people. And you turned into Samuel Jackson from uh, <laughs> Django. Is it these niggas? Look at these little niggas. Who is that nigga? Who is that nigga on that thing? Who is that nigga on that You to burn it. Sheets. That, that <laughs> right. is how that is how I felt. I was I was rolling my eyes. Were you like, hating? This, Were you hating? I was looking at it like this is some nigga shit. Okay, let me so, ask you a question. No, no, no. Wait, let me finish Go my ahead. thought. So then later, I remember seeing an article 
that one of my classmates from high school, I went to all girls school, y'all know, all white. With the whites. Right. And they shared, (laughs) they shared an article about like bridesmaids or whatever. And there were these bride or these uh, pictures of these bridal parties. And it'd be like 12 women, 12 men, like 10 uh, flower girls. Like it was just elaborate. And my first reaction was like, oh, shit, that, that's some ghetto shit for you to have that many niggas in your bridal party. That is too much. It's too fucking much. And I realized that I probably wouldn't have looked at them the same way. Now, would they do a ratchet dance down the aisle? I don't know. Probably not. But that's not the point. Wait a minute. The point. But, but hold on. Oh, wait, so wait, 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 let me get this. Let me get this. The point. The point. The point, the point is, is that I was policing that black wedding in a way that I probably would Lord not knows. have the white wedding. Mm. But, but now see, I but do. See, Fuck I, that I shit. All it. y'all doing the most. But but the thing is, I I don't see. I look at things a little differently, right? So it's just like if you're a black person, right, and you downtown and you see a black person cursing, sure, like loud as hell for no reason, you gonna look at them some kind of way. Yeah. You're not going to say, well, they're having a great time. You, you know what I mean? You're not going to look at it in that light. Yeah. You're going to be like, this nigga is embarrassing everyone. Yes. All the black people. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then you, gotta, and then you sit back and think, like, how are other, other, other races? And they're not because they don't individually represent they, the entire race. Right. But they think they'll think the same thing about all black people. Like, that's what we got going on today as they look at us all the same. And, yeah. you know, and, and that's the way I look at it. Like, how is this being viewed by the rest of the world? But that's the question. Why do we give a fuck? Because we're trying to fucking move forward and stop getting killed by police. Like, we don't need everyone to look at us like we're. Right. But we learned with a person like um, Philando Castile, who was doing everything right, that it doesn't matter what you do right. It can well, still but happen. I, you know, I have a theory on that. <laughs> but I won't go into it. I'll, I'll stick to. I'll That's stick fine. to that. But just, However, just in the sense you know, that and you know, like niggas get killed all the time. You know what I mean right, by but, police. But what I was saying is people. that yes. no matter what you do, you can still be feared. But think, of, look regardless. at it like this. Look at it like this. Think about it from this way, right? Like the black people, the black culture is not as progressive as it should be as a whole. It's a small percentage of us that are doing progressive shit. Sure. Like a lot of us are still living in the past. And, and and we haven't moved forward. So when you see things like the whole graduation thing, like you're celebrating some shit be, that was probably a big thing years ago because right. black people didn't go to high school right. and they didn't go and that, to that college. Was the point that and I it was, was it was it was a big thing. And right. it's fucking 2017. Like, like we need to be a lot more college. progressive. It's just like when we go to when, when you hear about like presidents and everything, visit other countries and the people are saying, oh, you need to put on a headscarf and all that's like nigga no <laughs> why you're living in fucking 1800 not us right. like you need to adopt us and I think so, we need to be more progressive let me just throw this in here because I know you probably, you, you've got other topics and stuff but I, I, I want to throw this in here because this is what I find curious about just the whole dynamic is I know when we all came up and I felt like prom was important and it was big for us as well. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was big for us as well. I can show y'all my prom picture. I thought I was killing it because I had on a gray tuxedo. Uh-huh. And niggas was like, gray, gray. gray. Uh, even my dude, right, exactly. That was what my date said, gray? Because she was going to have on cream. And I told her, oh, no, boo. 
Whole fast. When you see the way that the shit fit, oh my God. you gonna like it. I had the three piece on and I was killing it and it ended up matching perfectly with what she had on. I was like, I don't wanna do black, but I'm not gonna go some weird color. Mm-hmm. But I stood out. I thought I was being cutting edge with gray, okay? <laughs> Driving just, a just motherfucking a Toyota Corolla, yeah. you right. know, that I rented and shit. You know what I mean? Like I thought I was doing it. So it's always been important. What happened in the past three, four years? Nigga, when it was like, like, hey, you know what? Years. Let's, uh, okay, scratch that. Scratch limo. You're doing it if a limo. Yeah, nigga, camels, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Motherfucking Maserati in a helicopter. I'm going to tell you what happened. <laughs> Motherfucking hip hop, yeah. social media, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and TV. And the want to be recognized. Exactly. And I want to go and viral. So, and so yes. that's what's going on right now. It's not even that this is a cultural thing. The reason that I shit on it, it's, it's not because thing. of, oh, yeah, well, this is our moment to celebrate. No, motherfucker. This is your moment to stunt. And that's what black people need to get the fuck away from yeah. is stunting. Yeah, we like to fine. stunt. We like to not have shit stun is a and habit. stunt. Get so, like me. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and all really the conversation that we've been having is us pointing out the absurdity mm-hmm. of stunting when you're really broke or the absurdity of stunting when you're. You spending $25,000 on a prom center and, a motherfucker and you live ain't in a going two-bedroom to, apartment. And, and, and he or she is not going to college. Like, yeah. that's, that's really what we're talking yeah. about. We're not talking about cultural payment right there so he don't have to be in debt we're talking about priorities right like and so that's why even though we can challenge one another about the specifics we're all on the same page as it relates to the absurdity of have you afforded the right to be able to stunt Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying motherfuckers got expensive ass cars but your child is wearing hand-me-down clothes like you have not afforded the right like i don't care what white people do i don't care what jewish people do because they've proven that they can afford that lifestyle if you're grinding nigga grind I hate to see a nigga that's grinding or struggling, walking around with, you know, I mean, oh, got a guy. This nigga was flossing on uh, uh, Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, man, look, the Hublot watch. Y'all, this nigga lives in uh, a past 95th Street off of, like, Halsted. I'm not dissing the area. Hublot costs more as a watch than any fucking house in a 20 mile radius (laughs) Hublot bitch do you really think we're looking at nigga I just dropped your ass off at the crib last week let me tell you you know what I'm gonna sign on because you don't have a car but you got a Hublot nigga stop it bro I'm I'm gonna that's not a Hublot but why are you even trying to stunt like Jay Z affords Hublots you can't my rich friends can't afford Hublots because who's got Five, you know, fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars to spend on a watch. Nobody, nobody. I'm gonna get y'all heads up. Except for rich people, but see, that's our mentality. We gotta yeah. let that shit go. I'm gonna get y'all heads up. Let Here's go. what I'm gonna do. In ten years, when Christian go to college, I'm gonna walk her to wherever college she go to. That's out of Illinois because she's leaving the state. And I'm gonna put a picture of me, her, in that seventy thousand dollar check <laughs> on, on fucking uh, Instagram that you like paid. tuition is paid. That's my stunt. Fuck stunt that. That it. don't make no sense to me. Like $25,000. He and then let us know. That's awesome. Motherfucker, I paid a lot of money for you to get to college. To college. Your tuition is paid. You don't have no debt. Do you know I, I left college with $60,000 in debt? No idea. From the yeah. fucking federal government because my parents couldn't afford to pay it. So my goal is to make sure that you you get the same fresh start that a lot of these 
white people have when they graduate college. Right. They don't have all that debt. You don't have to be crawling up out of hole immediately. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it puts you back. You know what I mean? Because you got this stress and this debt on you. So that's a stunt yeah. to me. Mm. All right, y'all. Teach them how to stunt. <laughs> stunt. We're going to teach them how to stunt. <laughs> um, so... Omar, let me borrow seventy thousand dollars. <laughs> like, Omar here making drinks. He's like, I'm making a drink. I ain't got time for y'all. Let me borrow seventy thousand, Omar. Mm-mm. So two weeks ago, real Mar or er, real Mar, mm. real time. <laughs> that should be my name, real Mar. <laughs> That's actually a dope Twitter handle. Real, real Mar. Real Mar. I'm the real Mar. <laughs> On Real Time with Bill Maher, he was doing an interview with Nebraska Senator Ben Sass yep. uh, when the senator invited him to come to Nebraska and, quote, work in the fields. Maher replied, work in the fields? I'm a house nigga. The moment quickly garnered attention on social media with viewers, quick to criticize the host at HBO, calling for the network to fire him. HBO said the remark would be edited out of future airings. And uh, issued a statement saying Bill Maher's comment last night was completely inexcusable and tasteless. Maher was swift to issue an apology, stating Friday nights are always my worst night of sleep because I'm up reflecting on the things I shouldn't or shouldn't have said, should or shouldn't have said on my live show. Last night was a particularly long night as I regret the word I used in a banter of a live moment. The word was offensive and I regret saying it and I'm very sorry. Um... <laughs> okay, so before we jump in, Isaac, I hope you cue this up because I want you to play this uh, clip from Orlando Jones. Mm-hmm. You guys remember Orlando Jones from um, Drumline, Dr. Lee? Yeah. He was also on Mad TV. You've probably seen him in a couple of things, but uh-huh. he had some very strong thoughts about this. So go ahead and play the clip. Y'all make me laugh with your fake outrage and your fake social justice. I ain't never, not never said that Bill Maher was not a racist. I said hashtag bad choice of words, but not a racist. Or hashtag bad joke, but not a racist. And trust and believe. Bill Maher said plenty of stuff that people could consider racist or Islamophobic or homophobic or sexist. But it's all in the name of new rules and a joke. And we let it slide. We let it go for 20 plus years. And now, because he said the N-word, now we going to pin the tail on the racist donkey? I call bullshit. I call bullshit, bullshit, and more bullshit. Hell, Bill Clinton passed a three strikes law that put more black people in jail and destroyed more black families than anything Bill Maher has ever said. And black people call him the first black president. Huh? What? Is that not racist? What? He didn't know? Black people going to jail in droves. Everybody knew. It was all part of the quote, war on drugs. So why don't we start judging people about what they do and not what they say? And please, come drag me. I'm a troll. I look forward to be dragged by you because I drag me better and more often than any of you can. But I'm damn sick and tired of this fake mock outrage like we're going to jump up and swing the banner in the air over rebel flags and other such foolishness. Let people fly their fucking rebel flag. Who cares? Please do, because I want to know where the assholes are. And when it comes to talking to me about my blackness or, or my race or what you going to tell me about racism, they burn cross in my front yards. I'm from Mobile, Alabama in the deep south. You don't know shit about my racism and my experience with it. 
So as far as I'm concerned, and I want to be clear about this, if you come to my timeline and want to talk shit about me, feel free. Because I don't give a fuck what you think about my blackness. I was born black. I'm going to die black. And I'm damn fucking proud of it. And ain't no sense in acting like I'm not. And if you got a problem with that, please, please, please go fuck yourself. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> Let me say something real where, quick. Where, where, where is uh, uh, Nick Cannon when you need him? <laughs> right, right. Man, this motherfucker <laughs> needs. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga mad. Let me tell y'all something. I fucks with him. Who? Okay. Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> Hell yeah. He's absolutely fucking right. Yeah. He's absolutely right. Like, it's fake ass fucking outrage. Up outrage. You're not going to do shit and I'm with him. Like, when I heard what Bill Maher said, I said the same thing. Damn, Bill. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Why'd you say it? Why'd you do Bad it? Bad choice of fucking words. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't think that it was something where, you know, I was calling for like, cancel the show, like, get him off HBO. Mm -hmm. No. I feel how um, fucking Ice Cube felt. Mm -hmm. You just a little way too fucking familiar. Mm -hmm. You didn't had a couple of, you know, glasses of Kool-Aid. <laughs> and your ass <laughs> feel like you good. Or, you know, that's how you talk normally. So it slid out. Like, don't even sit here and try to act like Oh, don't get it shit. fucked up. He says it. He, you you his... say nigga thousands. You be in the crib rapping to Jay-Z. Everybody, you be with your white friends and sending your white emails. <laughs> talking about niggas all day long. Okay? So let's not get this shit twisted. But um, to call him, like, I don't know if I want to call him a racist. I definitely want to say that, you know, he's, shit, you're an old-ass white man. You you have some views that we fuck with, and then you have some that we don't. But at the end of the day, I do think that that was a too familiar moment, mm -hmm. and you let it slip. There's way other, more shit, worse shit out here for us to be mad about than him calling himself a house nigga. I agree. <clears throat> mm. How you feel about this, Omar? I was waiting to hear his right. Why he's sitting right. He's sitting over there chilling. Well, I think he, he was gonna try to let us go back and forth. Before no, he I want you guys to go you back. Let us like, go back and forth. <laughs> I, I, think we, I think we all kind of wanted to see what everybody right. else. Right. I think I've exhausted. Omar. I've exhausted this conversation, <laughs> and I, I don't really have much to add right, to here it. Here we go. Would you just say how to fuck? No, you no. Feel? I, I, don't, I don't think I have. The thing is, I don't, I, the joke. It was a joke. It didn't bother me. Right. I wasn't it didn't like offended. I, I think it was like, in poor taste. Like I think it was distasteful shit. to do it. And I think, again, I, I mentioned this earlier. I think there's so many black subcultures. Like you don't know who offends what offends what. Some black people are way too black. <laughs> like they wake up in the morning thinking the blackness. Yes, yes. What offends me today? I will only eat. What cocoa does puffs. offends black people today? I will only eat cocoa puffs. With chocolate like milk. CB4. Chocolate milk. Like you get the CB4 milk. nigga. Like I'm black and a black. I'm black and a black. I'm black, y'all. I'm like that, y'all. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, like slow down. Like we all black people. Like, and you got that culture. Then you just got the black people that's be like, ah, who gives a shit? You know. And then you got the other black, the black police, as Casey would like to call it, and them motherfuckers live on Twitter. Mm -hmm. They are waiting for something to happen. Mm -hmm. So they could tweet the shit out and be the first one to tweet it, mm -hmm. and they get the traction, and then they get everybody else black involved. And they and call then, them for the head. And then the, the shit come across my office desk, <laughs> and I'm just like, eh, whatever, it's more important shit going on. So I, I agree with Orlando. Like, dude, like... 
<laughs> the fucking Clintons, <laughs> the Reagan area <laughs> era that we're still dealing with. <laughs> and then you got Jeff Sessions, who's like, let's reignite the war on drugs, which should be called the war on black people. Right. right. Like, way more really, other shit. And, and you think about. about like, you know, and, and, and I was reading a lot of comments and stuff about the Bill Maher thing was like, well, because he sleeps with a lot of black women, he thinks he gets a pass. It's like, no, nigga. That's not what it is. Bill Maher thinks he's black. Yeah. (laughs) For some reason. I don't even think it's a familiar thing. I think he thinks he's one of, like, he forgets he's white sometimes. I I don't think he thinks he's black. Even though, no, no, no. I'm telling you, get, like, you get around some white people that hang around a lot of black people. Uh, Yes. And they think they're, they they don't wake up in the morning and think they're they're white. white. They wake up in the morning like, shit, I'm a part of this struggle too. (laughs) We all struggle. We're masks are going to stop fucking with us. You know, you're like, nigga, you white, you can leave any time. You you Gucci, bro. I don't, I don't think he thinks he's black at all. No, no, but. I think he does have a shit ton of black friends and got real comfortable. No, I'm telling you, like, in his mind, you know, when when, when you look at liberals now, they consider themselves as for the struggle. Yeah. Liberal, and he's super liberal. Like, he's rich. He's the old rich white man. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. But when you see these liberals out here, they, they feel like we all identify because we're all part of this struggle. Right. So we're all together in this. And that is his mindset. Like, yeah. when you get around liberals, they're like, they shouldn't be fucking talking to you like that, man. You deal with this shit every day. And you're like, dude, you're white. You can leave any time. He's, he's not really white. He's rich as fuck. <laughs> rich as fuck. So he's rich as fuck and white. But and a man. And white. Like, bro, stop And it. so when he did it, I, I got it. But, you know, all that shit about him sleeping with black women, like, I hate when people say that. Like, uh, shit, slave owners too. slept with black women. Me okay? Too. So Mark. that's not yeah, an excuse. But they, but they didn't look at them as humans, though. So that yes, they did. Yeah, they was having babies when, with them. Yeah, yeah no, they was they, fucking them and putting. It's a the double standard. Yeah, yes, they were fucking these They were people. portraying the fact that they racist. They looked at them as people. property. But so even if you look okay. at something as so, you no, look at dogs so, as property, no, you're not fucking dogs. They were loving them black women. They like whoa, sister. Yeah, come in here, mammy. Mammy, get in here. Yes, yes. <laughs> My the big old voluptuous and, and, woman. And, and ironically, Mammy had control mm-hmm. over the master in a degree or to the degree that many women have control over the men that they're sleeping with. Right. Like in a have sense of influence. No, um, we no. talked about that last. Underground, there's a, there's a couple scenes in there in the first season because I, I, I'm... I, I'm going to watch it all because I know they canceled it, but I'm going to watch all the seasons that came out. Is Me it? and Oprah. Uh, Are you know, no, Oprah already said know, she, she um There was a scene in there where the master the of the plantation was fucking the, um what's the name's mama, and shit would get done in the cellar during the sex. Like, they'd be having sex. She'd be, be like, don't send what's the name to the what's the name. Because he can't handle it. And he'd be like, okay. And don't do this and don't do that because that's not going to work because so-and-so needs to do this. Okay. I'm going to bring so-and-so in the house. And he'd be like, okay. And then he'd go, after finishing talking and fucking her, go upstairs and tell his wife, like, yeah, that ain't happening. We doing this and that's what's happening. Yeah, niggas are not like, damn. You work know, that pussy back. This- <laughs> But this, but this, but this entire discussion is interesting because I got into a discussion with my mother the other day, um, and she had just came back from overseas, and I could tell she could not wait to talk to me about this because she knows I'm a big fan of Bill Maher and his show and the whole nine. And my mother's a firecracker. 
and, uh, and, and she's she? very right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my coochie she, is gold, uh, right? My, Miss, yeah, Miss my, my coochie is gold. Is golden. But she, um, but she, and she's a big fan of his as well. And I think she took a slightly different stance. She really liked what Ice Cube said as well. Mm-hmm. But I was telling her, you know, I think I take a different stance in the sense that I don't think that he said it because of his level of familiarity. I think that Bill Maher is an ultra-liberal, what you call an mm-hmm. ultra-liberal, who does not believe in censorship by any means. They right. feel like I should be able to say whatever the fuck I want so when I want. He's living in L.A., and he's rich as fuck, and he's a white man. That's three levels of entitlement that lets you know I don't. I will let you know I don't believe in fucking God. I will make a <laughs> yeah. an entire documentary with religious people religious. that lets you know, and I will let you I know. Hey, it. FYI, I, I, I grew up Catholic, but, but I don't believe in fucking um, God. And like he's a provocateur. Like he's a provocateur. Shit. It's crazy. If he tells a joke during his monologue and people go, "Oh," that's just what people say because, like, "Ooh," like they might think it's funny, but they go, "Oh." He does not like that. I've noticed progressively as he gets older, he gets bothered by the jeers because he's like, come on, you guys, you all can't tell a joke. And one major thing that he pushes is as liberals, we need to stop being so damn sensitive. He's like Republicans are winning because they get their ways. We get so caught up in our feelings that we miss the forest because we're focused and i do too like you know and and and, and i do because and so when that moment happened i don't think it was planned but the guy said this and i think he saw it i think he knew in that split second all right i'm gonna get some i'm gonna get some heat i'm gonna get some heat when i say this but he was like oh this is a perfect joke did you see i'm not a racist i'm gonna just say this oh you heard the audience go and then he gave him a little look like he 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 had a feeling like (laughs) fuck everyone i i've got my show and i'm gonna say this you know what right. i'm saying i don't i don't think it was i don't think it was malice i don't think it was because of this if you if you looked at his entire 17 18 years of doing this show he's never said the word he always says n-word but in that moment of that joke he couldn't say what oh no i'm a house n-word if he was gonna make the joke he was gonna have to say nigger and in that moment Getting the joke was more important <laughs> than 400 this years of African-American, right. ex, you know, experience right. in Chicago. It wasn't, in I mean, Chicago. in Chicago, in America. <laughs> I'm thinking about my struggle. Uh, in America. He was not thinking about the gravity of the moment. It was like, fuck it. I, I do what I joke. want. It was like Cartman from South Park. Okay. I do what I want. I do what I want. Now, us as black people, because and this is what you got, all of you all have been saying, we have a different experience in America, which is, yeah, I'm going to say what I want to say, but I'm always aware at all times that I'm black and I can be shot and I can have to deal with his experience is different. It's nine times out of 10. I can be speeding, be high as hell. I get pulled over. I talk to the cop. He realized I'm Bill Maher. I'm getting away with it. Mm-hmm. So you're not used to being chin checked. Right. You're not used to being chin checked like for it. shit that you did that was wrong. Mm-hmm. So he said the joke probably immediately realized fuck i shouldn't have done that whatever gets chin checked now here's how i feel about the aftermath i'm glad we chin checked him i love bill maher i'm glad we chin checked this nigga because he deserved it he tried it he tried it it. and we let him know okay so that imaginary line that we all know exists uh mr maher you just you just crossed it you just (laughs) crossed it so now we're gonna check you collectively but why we checked him wasn't because of him Mm -hmm. It was for everybody else because right. yes. we need to let 
Fox News know. Hey, he one of us. He 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 gave million dollars to Obama two times over. We fucks with dude. Right. He did. He, he still can't say he that. He coming shit. to the barbecue. Right. <laughs> he ain't making a potato salad, but this nigga's at, at the, the barbecue. barbecue. He's at the table. We still going to drag his ass. Right. What you think we going to do to you, Bill uh, Bill O'Reilly? Right. right. What you and think that, we going to do to anybody else that says this shit? We had to drag him, not for his case, mm-hmm. but for everybody else to let them know nobody gets this pass if we don't want that shit to happen. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But all of the. Like, I love yeah. Chance the Rapper with I my know, heart and soul. But when that nigga was talking about he need to lose his, see, no, he right. does not. Yeah. And, and wait a minute. And let me just say this, Casey, because I have to say this. Two things. One, we do have to get to a space in America where we can deal with opposition and not internalize it and go overboard. You know what I'm saying? Um, I greatly agree with Chance the Rapper, but, like, we need allies like Bill Maher. Him losing his job does not benefit the movement. You know what I'm saying? But number two, and this goes back to what Omar is just saying. Why are we investing too much time in this shit? Mm -hmm. And right now, today, Father's Day, they are still drinking brown water in Flint, Michigan. Yep. This is this is a non-issue to me. Yeah, it like check them and move the fuck on. After right. you check them and you read them, mm-hmm. move on. This 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 doesn't require the amount of attention that we would like to give it openly because it's a sexy topic. The N word. Mm-hmm. They're drinking brown water in Michigan, yeah. and we're sitting here talking about the N word that we use. We've used a hundred thousand times on this podcast just now. Um, no, I I agree with you. I think there were a couple things said in the aftermath on his fo- the show that happened the the following week. Um, Ice Cube made a good point that the the biggest difference is that you know we say it every day. You know, black people to one another, whatever. Um, there's a debate on whether we should continue to say it, and that's up for debate. But I think we all can collectively agree that it feels different. When a white person says it, even if it's Most not, definitely. yeah, even if it's not in malice, it feels different. And it, for, for a lot of us, it doesn't hurt our feelings. Like if one of our white friends said it, it's not like, oh my God, that you can't say that. That's, that's so painful to me and my ancestors. Just like, nigga, you can't say that shit. Like we might call you a nigga telling you not to. Right. Call you. <laughs> we call <laughs> right. you a nigga while checking you. Right. Or nigga, you word. can't say that shit. <laughs> but, but if it feels different coming from them, right? Yeah. Um, but something else that that Dr. Uh, Michael Eric Dyson was on there, he start he opened the show with him. Um, he was saying that, you know, Bill Maher, you know, you are somebody who's who's always been on our side. Like, you know, you've said things and toe to the line and and said things that nobody else would be willing to say. Um, and you've been an ally. However, because of the fact that you are such an ally, like you are head allyship. <laughs> even you could fix your mouth to say it. That's what really affected some of us. Like even the person that is the most quote on our side is still able to fix their mouth to say that that's what kind of hurt some of us. So I, I felt him in that moment. Um, Can I ask you guys a question though? Because so he made the joke. I understood the joke. I think the G G I mean the, the G E R is it also what added a, a, a slight sting, well, right? Well, he, he, 
he if tried a person to say says the nigga. A and the ER. It was a weird mix. Okay. Because I, I just said it wrong. Because uh, even right. when we talked like, about, um, very even when we talked about dear white people, right? Mm-hmm. And in the scene where everybody's in the party and they yeah. playing hip hop and right. and everybody's kind of pantomiming and like yeah. rhyming with the thing. If you rhyme in the Biggie and Biggie says nigga mm-hmm. thirty times, do we really expect white people? And like, right. let's just have an honest moment. Do we really expect a I'm person torn. quoting Tupac's verse? I'm torn. Oh my. I'm- it's like, um, do I really want you to turn into the nigga in the party that's like, I see me, if I'm niggas torn. are saying a song, I'm not going to be like, oh, y'all can't say that. Don't call me a nigga. Like, oh, yeah, you my nigga. Because like, now I'm like, uh, you really in the family? But if you're reciting a song and the song says this and it's a huge hit and 70% of white people are what made it a hit, I, I just, it, there's a piece of me that's like, what do we expect them to do? Because that's because that doesn't make sense. I, that I, would look stupid. Right, Can I y'all agree. imagine me sitting, did y'all see the Trevor Noah uh, um, when, when, when he was talking? I can't remember what it was he did, but he did this whole clip about like, oh, he, he was making fun of Jeff Sessions and like how censored he was. And he was like, man, it's like listening to Lil Wayne, the censored version. And he did like a little 30 second like little verse where he was like uh, cutting out, censoring all the curse words. And it was like, and I'm a, because the mother, and I, like, am I really expecting y'all to be in the party? This hit smash song, they say a nigga a well, million times like and Brittany y'all just, can't well, say it. Well, just like Brittany said, I'm a little torn. I'm torn, it's, I'm it's, torn too, but then if, that, well, if we're I, torn, I then get, we need to collectively not support that music. Well, and that's being honest. Okay. <laughs> that can't be your favorite song. Nigga, 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 gold all of my chain. Hey. Gold all of my watch. Gold all of my chain. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, 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 nigga don't nigga, believe like, it. And we like, and that shit cold as hell. And we, we like, like nigga, oh. nigga, 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 But then we hang around white people. We all just sitting there like, say Well, because that's why I'm torn because that particular portion of the song is not pivotal to its its awesomeness. The so fuck like it's not no, nigga, no, nigga, no, nigga. no listen. Right. Listen. <laughs> nigga, but nigga, it's not why are y'all not, y'all not listening watch. to me? Can I, I make my you. point? I know what you're I'm, saying. I'm saying that if that part it. wasn't in it while like on the radio when they play it, it's just as enjoyable to listen to. So if a white person felt obligated to say that part, I'd be like but also too, if they're reciting a the song, they're not talking to anyone specifically. I know. So that's what it doesn't I'm torn mean. It doesn't feel because weird. it's not like it's directed at someone. But then at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like I still oh, don't we like shouldn't it. Have I to would, be talking about I it. Would, like you shouldn't say it. Yeah, I would so, feel like Reggie and I'm white people up. like just don't. We've yeah. created maybe you shouldn't play the music then. And maybe I didn't we play, play the music. I wouldn't play it because how do you? Because we make it. How would you benefit off of it? yourself here in song exactly. You say what? Think about it like this. When I was in the car with my daughter, I wouldn't play songs with swear words in it. Right. I wouldn't, do, I wouldn't And I wouldn't even play the either. songs that has any cursing in it for that reason. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm a hypocrite. Because mm-hmm. if I'm playing a song and, and you love I, it, and I love it, she loves She's it. She's going to say the word, it. but I can't pop her in the mouth yeah, for can. saying sure bitch or fuck. Yeah, you, yeah, you can. Like, oh my, I'm an oh asshole my, now. Oh my, did, yeah, you you see, did you see the, uh, it was a video I, I saw it on uh, Shade Room, and the dude played uh, Back That Ass Up, and he was oh, yes, driving, like, but he had his camera like, she better not she dance. She better not dance. It was like, and the daughter it, was it, looking. It was coming on. The song was coming on. That line was in 2000. He was looking like, looking like she better not dance. And it's like, and the song started and she was like 
and, and she kept looking at the for like, <laughs> and you could tell she wanted to just start twerking and shit. It was like, yo, like she then don't not play dead. back that ass up and, if and you and don't want to watch. And and I get a that ten year old twerk. <laughs> <laughs> I get that some people may feel some kind of way when they hear like a white person say the shit and they sing it in a song, but you know, it's not. Right? I feel like I feel like if it doesn't, you know what I mean. It's I think Paul Mooney said someone. it best. Paul Mooney said it best when he said, "If it doesn't apply, let it fly." Mm-hmm. You know, you. the shit doesn't apply to that's me. That's where I'm torn. Yeah. I, I don't I'm give torn. a shit. And another, you know? another thing about the whole Bill Maher thing was that most of us who watch his show wasn't offended because we know the work that he's been doing all these years. Right. The people that didn't watch it, which I presume like a Chance the Rapper, you know, oh, off with his head. But it's like. Yeah, but I'm not saying he gets a pass. But we I know some people that him. that watches him, and they were like, "Bill Maher's been a racist from a long t- for a long oh, time." Oh, he has made questionable <laughs> comments yeah. on they're a like, regular fucking they're basis. Like, no, yeah. he's racist. <laughs> yeah, I don't he's just a racist liberal, is what they call him. Mm, you know, that, that's up for debate. Uh, that is yeah. up but, for debate. You know, me like, you know, I. I could care less. There's so many. Other, I it's care less. So about many bigger issues. You know what I mean? Like I've. I can't count how many times I've been called a nigger where I just laugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, See, but not everybody is equipped yeah. with that thick skin. Well, I think yeah. because, again, like, I think Paul Mooney said the best. If it doesn't apply, let it fly. Like, if you feel mm-hmm. like you're a nigger and you're nothing yeah, and you're, you're less, you know what I mean? Then, you know, it's it's going to hurt you. But if that word, you know why the word was created, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same it reason why so the word dumb was created. If I call somebody dumb all the time and they start thinking about it like that really offends me, (laughs) (laughs) then you you probably feel like you're dumb. Well, if somebody said I was dumb, but you know you're not. I know I'm not, but I'm like, but you know you're not a nigger either. Um, you know you're not sometimes. a scum. <laughs> right. You're a nigga, but not a nigger. You're not a nigger. I'm a nigga all the time. Like, you're a nigga. You're definitely a nigga, nigga. I'm a nigga after right. work. Most But you know what I mean? Like, sometimes that works. Right, right. Just wait on it. Like, I, I think that's, that's a word that you just got to. Yeah. People are going to pull it, and we put them back in place. You know, like when Bow Wow said, now I got to slap that ass back in place. We're quoting Bow Wow. That means something got to slap that ass back in place. This podcast is trash. If we're quoting Bow Wow, hey, he's trending again. There were people chasing him. They got saw that video. He paid nobody chasing You stop. Okay, in the spirit of relationships, I do want to talk about double standards real quick. We'll round this out. Um, I'm give you a couple of scenarios and y'all let me know what y'all think about them. Uh-huh. Um, if men are picky about who they date, it's a pride point. If women are picky, they're being unrealistic. Whoa. Ooh, this is pretty deep. Say it again. Say it again. Okay. Niggas out here with, with the guns blaring. <laughs> the sun's out, guns y'all, out. Y'all wasn't ready for it. I wasn't out, ready. Brittany, you awake? I, fuck you. Oh my. She like, I stay woke. I stay woke. I stay woke. I stay woke. <laughs> If men are picky about who they date, it's a pride point. If women are picky, they're being unrealistic. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. That's you I know what? I keep reading. I've I've seen some picky men that are unrealistic. Right, but is it because the options for them are so much greater? 
Because it's so it's more women than men. Well, there's more women than no, men, I, and women have more of a desire to be in a relationship. Well, I think yeah. men are hunters. So, right, so they're natural. Oh, you get to they, choose they, what you, you're going to you, go right, after. You choose right. what, what you're going to I don't, you know, like, I wouldn't say big. Right. Just like, you don't never had no gazelle like, <laughs> man, are we going to get killed today? <laughs> Girl, I'm wearing my come kill me outfit. And shit. Right. <laughs> like, men are out there hunting. So, you know, yeah. you're going to go up to, you're going to go hunt what you want. You know, yeah. like, you can go for what you want. Whereas women, they have to wait to be approached, yeah. you know. Or so if they go that's, after that's a guy, really good. That's then yeah. they're really good. they're being too forward. Say not it again. Always. Like yeah. if they, well, me, I mean, not sometimes we like to be chosen. Yeah, yeah, but you but like meaning if they go after men um, too aggressively, <laughs> if a woman does, yeah, they. Could I actually be, like that. I actually like when when I, women approach. I think a lot me. of like, I think but traditionally that's because we've been lazy. taught not to. I am fucking lazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you I hate dating. I'm not a hunter. I wait to be hunted. You say stupid shit like. Omar is a uh, peacock. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go ahead and spread these goddamn feathers, and these bitches are gonna right. I'm gonna go in a nice little outfit. Like, hey, bitch, you see me? Come holla! Come, Come holla! holla. <laughs> you, see you choosing tonight? <laughs> are you choosing? Perfect. All right, I'm gonna go to the next one. That was a good one. Great, great question. I thought it was, was a good one. Amazing question. Uh, men's mantra is bros before hoes. Crack a cold one with the bros. <laughs> yep. But women are sometimes expected to prioritize their man over their friends. Nigga. Whoa. Nigga. Whoa. Nigga. Girl, well, yeah. I don't agree with that. From, well, I don't I agree with that one. No? No. Yes. no. Yes. It's bold. B-O-L-D-E yes. dot That is absolutely true. Yeah. Because Why? then a man will be like, oh, you spend too much time with your friends. Mm. Oh, He'll God. complain, but then once, then if you if you try to curb him at home, he's or, like, or you you too clingy. What if you took your girl's side over your man? Oh, that's weird. Because I don't know if I. But that's what I'm weird. saying. If your girl was right and your man was wrong, and you took her side, <laughs> that's that's unforgivable. You well, just women said, are always right. Yeah. Get your ass out of here. Well, I would I would end the conversation <laughs> I mean, and talk are, to him in privately. <laughs> I don't think I'd take her side over him publicly. Okay. Mm. It, but really? Do, but do right. men That's take good. that? Would, because good. if she's my right. friend, That's then good. she should be able to get the IQ. Mm-hmm. Bitch, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Baby, Wait shut a minute. Uh, I like how you, you giving right. me the blink right now. Because <laughs> when you said IQ, you meant E-Y-E-Q. <laughs> like, bitch, oh, look at my eyes. Shut the eyes. I need you to understand. Babe. You're absolutely correct, and then later I'll correct him. So and, and it's funny, private. and I'm a, I'm an out Omar because um, I I never get something that <laughs> he, he share with me, like, right? Because he don't know what I'm gonna say. Like <laughs> I remember Omar used Nigga, to date. I told you that was on the low right. <laughs> he used to date this girl, and she 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 was cool as fuck. Like like liked her a lot. Everybody liked. She had a great personality. Um, but even inside of that personality, you know, sometimes when women are dating Omar. Um, a few of them can become intimidated by his social kind of presence. Mm-hmm. And she was a social person. So even while she liked him for that, I think in certain environments, she would challenge him. Mm-hmm. And she would challenge him in a way that I don't even think I noticed at first. Until one day, he and I got into a conversation. He was like, yeah, I'd be having to like let her know on the side. Like, yo, like you do some things openly in front of people that like I'm pulling back and see I know oh like he can be a fucking dick if he wanted to he bites his tongue because okay we're in front of you and your friends but you're trying to you're trying to stunt at my expense because even your friends know who I am 
in there looking at you like 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 you're trying to get brownie points with your friends at my expense. Right. Like I need you to pull that back. And right when he said that, I started pulling back. I was like, you know what? I never peeped that she actually does that. Like because I mean, I thought she was cool. I wasn't paying attention, but I was like, you're right. I can understand that shit is would, would get annoying as fuck. Like mm-hmm. if you got an issue with something I'm saying, we're not arguing, but you're always taking the opposite stance of of how I feel. Because you want to combat in front of your friends. Right. But then when we're alone, it ain't like that. You know what I'm right. saying? And 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 I would be the same way. I would be the same way if I was dating someone. Like, there is a way that you handle yeah. opposition. Or Don't front me like, off be, in front of Be no a unified front. Be a unified front. Right. Like, we, we can rib each other and have fun. But, like, right. we don't need, this don't need to be no fucking... Because it's no us against the world. Exactly. And, and I think world. people, like, we're a fucking team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I so, get it. You don't have to agree with everything I say. But don't just do it for the sake of just, like, right. let me side with one of my friends and I'm challenge the type, you. I'm the type. If I'm wrong, you motherfucking let me be wrong. And then you tell me later in private. Don't out me in front of nobody because I wouldn't do that to you. Like, mm-hmm. I may not be 100% like, oh, yeah, babe, you, blah, 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 blah. But I wouldn't correct you in that moment in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't embarrass you. Like, I would let you do your business. And I'd be like, yeah, babe, okay. I see your point. I see you. <laughs> and then later when we get in the car, like, nigga, you were so bogus. I was about to drag right. your shit. ass. <laughs> right. I had to bite oh, my I would be fine. So but this girl would do it. This girl would do it where... Her friend would say one thing. She'll automatically side with, side with her friend mm. and challenge me. But then we get home. I totally agree with you. What? Nigga. Get out, like, no. <laughs> get, like, get out of my house. No. Get out of my house. It's going to be a no for me. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a no for me. <laughs> He's like, and that's why we're not together. And that's not why we're not together. <laughs> I don't feel like I can get add anything to this relationship. Out of my house, and so man. for that, that reason, reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but I do wish you luck. <laughs> I do wish you luck. Go shark take on that ass. All your endeavors. All right. So when men party hard, it's awesome or expected? When women do it, it's sloppy. Mm. Nigga. Depends on what party your heart is. I have had these conversations. (laughs) Say it again. Repeat it again for me. Oh, you'll like this one. (laughs) Repeat again. I heard it, but I want to hear it again. When men party hard, it's awesome or expected. When women do it, it's sloppy. No, I think it depends on what's partying hard. Okay, party hard. She come home drunk or you got to go pick her up because she called you fucked up and you got to ping her phone because she couldn't get the address out. Okay. And so you so got to find here's her. The deal. And here's same the with deal. a man. Like we <laughs> no. had to do that for you. All right. So here's the deal. Um, Cause that's sloppy as fuck. <laughs> for yeah, a man, sloppy. woman, transgender, <laughs> anybody, and bisexual, anybody. curious, <laughs> questionable, whatever the fuck, all alien, nigga. That's sloppy as fuck. If you're an adult, you need to know how right. to Handle hold you. your liquor. Now, I'm gonna say this much though: it there is an added level uh, of sloppiness if it's a woman, only because of the danger aspect of right. it. Ain't women out here raping men? There are a lot of men out here raping women, so it's it, it's an un, it is an unfair double standard that you all have to like I you know okay. I've got I've, I've got friends that are like expats or exports or whatever they call them, and they'll move to different cities like because of their job, mm-hmm. and if they're the only person in that city, you know I got a, a lot of women friends that have done this, and they'll share with me like I it's different kicking it as a woman than it is a man like like you know as a man you can go to a bar alone. 
And there are certain things that you don't have to worry about that me as a woman, I have to eat. Guys are buying drinks and they Cosby in them shits. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, oh, I yeah, you could be friends with a woman and, and you can keep them in a friend zone. But with me, yeah, I got them in a friend zone, but they're always trying to fuck. Like, you all have always had an unfair level of, I guess, expectation or responsibility when it comes to that stuff. Um, and so when when you all let loose and let it all hang out, I think that the results or repercussions can be a little more damaging. Well, when I say party hard, let's also redefine it in the sense that not even just um, alcohol, because I I am Mm. a person who can handle, not necessarily handle my liquor. Handle a glass of wine. Right, right. But I know. I like glass. We're good. I know. see my face? No, no, no. I'm a person who knows where my limit is. Okay. Very quick. I think you're really you good. I think you're yeah. really good at yeah. that. Oh, I know I've never exactly. Seen you slide you're like I know expert exactly level. Where it's you're it. right. Oh, it, it took me years to figure that shit out. I've never seen you drunk or intoxicated. Uh, she pops an allergy pill. She be straight. <laughs> a day of so, my life. I'm waiting on the day. Okay. Oh, don't worry. I but may the, institute it. It's right. coming. But let's oh, just no, say it's coming. Let's just say male or female. You know your alcohol. Casey level. wouldn't be a fun drunk though. She'd be the one to be vomiting. You got to carry her. Are you a crier? Do you cry when you're drunk? She probably cries. She probably cries. Yeah, it gets emotional. Hold on a second. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) okay. This turned into a conversation about my... (laughs) Are you a crier? (laughs) (laughs) She's probably a crier, though. Let me give y'all a quick description. They're like, Casey, do you get loose when you get off that alcohol? I do not. I think she cries. I I do not cry. I just love you so much. Oh, no. I love everybody. I love them more. Are you a happy drunk? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. You're the one or the other, right? I am. I'm hilarious. Okay, when I we got to see this to happen. You. Yeah, t- no, nigga, <laughs> nigga. Everybody's loving Casey when she's drunk. But anyway, that's not that did not sound. Pause, pause. No, are everybody loving Casey when she's drunk? No, no. Good I, pussy I, under this belly. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Excuse me. We are in church's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. You became a fat black woman. <laughs> you weigh ninety pounds. I can't. Um, you became but precious. Meaning, okay, let's just say the the people in question can handle their liquor or know where their limit is, so they're not getting quote sloppy at all. But they're staying out until three or four in the morning. Gotcha. So for a man, that is something that I've known of boyfriends to do like they just out late as fuck and it's like they're with people i know so i don't really question it whatever but if a woman were to consistently do that mm. would you be cool she with fucking that? well no nah, because that ain't a woman's no. role woman's role is to be at home oh we talking about mm. uh, gender roles by 12 30 by 12 30 it don't matter what time oh, i get home Oh, you want to talk about that? <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> you want to holler back to Oh, you want to shoot people in their back too now? <laughs> that is cute. That is. That is quick. Uh, <laughs> you know, I kind of. Yeah, that's an old I school. agree. We just outdated yeah. this. Like, we did. Yeah. We, this, a th- this a cross-generational <laughs> podcast. Yeah. But I, I kind of agree and then disagree with Isaac, right? Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like, the thing is, if you, you know, it's just like when guys and girls leave each other. When girls are like, oh, when you get home, let me know you make it home. 
when when the guys leave, it's just like, all right, man. Like we probably <laughs> Irish exit on each other. Like <laughs> nobody knows where anyone's at. Yeah. And you had a story the next morning, like, man, you you cool, <laughs> nigga. I woke up in the yard, <laughs> in this front yard. I didn't even know. But you hear that from a woman, you're like, oh yeah. my god, that was dangerous. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I fell asleep in the Uber, and don't worry, he just only fingered me. And you're like, oh. <laughs> was his hands clean? <laughs> oh my. Oh my! When the last time either one of us watched one another get in the door, nigga? Like, no, you, never. You drop somebody off and, and you're you like, pull all right, the fuck off. <laughs> you might not have his keys. Oh yeah, we keep going. I might not have my keys. My phone might be in your whip, nigga. Your ass on Lakeshore Drive. I'm like, yeah. God damn this. <laughs> I'm chasing. Uh, like, <laughs> and it's not even we live in a society where, from a safety perspective, I think there's a di- a, yeah, a difference. It's, it's a double standard, but, but, but yes. To your I, point, though, Casey. Yeah. Just on a personal level, um. I I don't that's actually a good question because I don't know if I've ever dated someone that was a big partier like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have. Right. Usually they're bartenders, so bartenders have to And I think I I think bartenders cool they'll it. get off work at three. Mm-hmm. They'll go to the other bar because they haven't drank anything and they want to get their fix in and then they pull walking in the door at five, right. six in the morning. How did that okay, so did that did that bother you? No, because I knew that was the lifestyle. That was the and lifestyle. I think that's how I would feel. Yeah, you know, but, but if, if, it, if it wasn't, but <laughs> you know, if you sloppy with it, like you if come in sloppy, then I'm right. a little concerned. Like, and this bitch used to always be. lose her phone. Like whenever that Ooh. night would come, Good I'm like, God. nigga. Right. But I would sleep like a baby because if you don't make it back, you're not my responsibility. <laughs> oh my God, Omar, you don't give a fuck about <laughs> nobody. I don't. <laughs> I know I got to cover the rent now that you did. That's Damn. some bullshit. <laughs> You didn't keep up your end of the bargain. I'm like, okay, so I know she will chew um, some money. His rent is higher than the bitch. <laughs> right. It's like, you didn't keep up. I made she it home get, safe. She, Why didn't you make it home safe? You fucked the rent. There was no contingency if she died. So right. I'm just on the hook for this rent. Okay. I'm going to uh, give you three from the woman's perspective uh, from Elite Daily. And you can let me know your thoughts on that. And then we'll, you got an opinion tonight? Uh, I'm, I always got an opinion. Okay, say you have a penis or opinion. Opinion. I'm sorry, I was reading a text. Pull message. your life together. <laughs> All right, so girl, I'm gonna say women. This Elite Daily is that a young site? No, nah, pretty, pretty, pretty average. About yeah. our age. All right, group. it says girls, but that's fucking weird. That's what they call uh, ladies. I'm gonna say women. Uh, <laughs> women like to play dumb for a variety of reasons: attention, laziness, or manipulation. When she says she doesn't know how to build an Ikea table or how to use a remote control, it's most likely because she wants the guy to do it for her. Is that true? That's the question. I I don't play dumb. I just say, can you do it? (laughs) Right. Because if you don't do it, then I'll let you know. Like, if you ain't going to do it, let me know because then I can just do it myself. Mm -hmm. Usually that'll make him do it. Well, I feel like that's some guy shit, right? Like, you crack open a beer and you're like, fuck it, let me put this table together. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like guys like building shit. Yeah. Well, I think this was less about building things and but more no, so no, about well, like the helpless. When do we fuck? Yeah, yeah, but I just still like I think guys automatically volunteer to do this shit. Like they already <laughs> automatically know in their mind to say, I'm going to do this. Because if you go shopping with, you know, a guy and girl go shopping, they're dating and you grab some shit that needs to be put together. That would have to be a shitty guy. Just be like, yeah, let me know if you need help. <laughs> like, I just think that's some dude shit yeah, you yeah. do in a garage with a cold one. Yeah, right. With the cold and, one. and, you know, I'm, okay, you so I, I'm really one. good with the, <laughs> with the technology shit. 
Yeah. I can, man, if it's some assembling shit or some connecting shit or some computer shit, I got that. I don't even know if a woman want me banging too many holes in her walls. <laughs> in like, which walls? Ex- now, those <laughs> walls. You which want me wall? on those walls. I'm <laughs> putting divots wall? in them walls. I'm saying in terms of knowing where the beams are in like, I will fuck Yo, drywall up. If you let a nigga, like, you know no, what I'm saying? Isaac, I so think you would be I'll pretty be, handy around the I mean, house. No, 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 no. Like, okay, they're, okay, assembling shit, yes. I I admittedly, I'd be a little hesitant when it's time to, like, uh, I remember I was dating one. She went, she, we need to install a um, a flat screen. On a wall. Oh, I could do yes. that. And uh, anytime I got to pull out the drill, because I'm like, man, my mistakes are going to be known. You just need. <laughs> the bitches are going to exist. You just so need. It's stuff that help you. I'm like, man, you did I Best Buy? You need a stud finder. You need a stud finder. Yeah. And the Seeing stud all that finder shit, will help And I be wanting to be like, man, does uh, Best Buy? Uh, yeah, no, don't worry about it, baby. I, I'll pay for it. But I'm just thinking, if you want me to do that shit, like, yeah. there's, like I know my strong suits. But but I'm with Omar, though. Like, yeah. you have to, you at the very least, you have to be involved. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't be sitting cracking the cold when watching the game and your girl is like putting together a desk yeah oh yeah, yeah but no i agree with Brittany that if i want something done i'm gonna just ask for it that whole playing dumb um, that's, that's well, some, i don't think screw that's some some whack <laughs> i have met people here. like that oh for sure they, I, I know they have people. no clue or they're not domestic at all with a toolbox where they're just Actually, totally confused when they approach it. But the yeah, point is that the double standard is that men can't play dumb for that reason. Oh. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. So that's, so that's the the point of these. I play uh, dumb when it comes to cooking. Mm. Hmm. So you one. act like you act like you don't know how to make no shit. I, I swear I don't know how to make sides, but I'm sure <laughs> I know how to fucking read a recipe <laughs> right. and put together some sides. But <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, I'm not good with sides. Just because that seems like a lot of pots and a lot of shit to do. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'll do the meat. Okay. And you focus on the sides. Okay. So, I so, sides too. Oh, so y'all I a hate lot sides, of pots. Yeah. Y'all get it. The yeah. grill, right. meat. Yeah, give me the meat. That shit, nigga. Yeah. I'll massage that shit with my bare ass hands. <laughs> Get me in the sides. Okay. When I look at how many don't ask bowls, me to make no greens, nigga. Like yeah. what? I gotta clean them bitches and then do so when what? It, when it came to your daughter, when she was like a baby or anything <laughs> like that, were there things that you avoided doing because it was like uh, I just I'm gonna pretend like I'm the dad who doesn't know how to change a diaper. So I'm gonna tell you the weirdest thing to ever do when you have when you're a guy with your daughter is go shopping for her <laughs> for like underwear okay. and she's not with you. <laughs> oh no. Mm. <laughs> And standing in the little girl at panty aisle, oh, no. <laughs> not knowing you don't know that, shit what's going on. That looks bad, and you just feel like a creeper. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you have some child right. locked up in that, and I'm like in the little girl aisle, like, like oh, seeing to see if anyone looks at your daughter, and you're like, I don't have a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I just like girls. This babies. is for my dolls. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there trying to figure this out, like, okay. The panties are this size, and I'm just like, okay, trying to figure it out. And I'm trying to be, like, really smooth about this shit (laughs) because you feel like a creeper. It's almost like when you walk out of a store and you didn't buy nothing, and you just feel weird. Like, (laughs) they don't think I was stealing. stealing. These niggas think I was stealing. No, I swear I'm not stealing. See, that's some some shit black people think. That's some black shit. White people don't think that. They don't. It's like, they don't have what I want. Fuck this store. I'm going over to Neiman Marcus. (laughs) They'll ask you for your assistance. (laughs) Have you helping them out? No, I think I'll get it next week. Bitch, you're going to buy something. <laughs> and Dang. I'm standing in this little girl, Panty Al, 
And I uh, I go to the lady and say, hey, you know, I'm trying to find some panties for my daughter. <laughs> and she's like, sure. She's like, how old is she? I'm like, oh, she's 13. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's look at these. This bitch is showing me grown women panties. Why? Like, I'm like, it's like sexy. 13 year olds like, still wear silk shit. Yeah, it's thong. like silk. Like, this bitch ain't wearing thongs. I'm like, she's going to school. She's, she's going on a 30. fucking date. Like, show me the little girl panties with the You're flowers. Like, matter of fact, where the drawers at? Where the drawers at? I'll put her in some boy shorts. I'm like, I'm like, some, give me some shit with some flowers or right. something on. Little Monday, Monday Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. She is showing me these grown lady silk panties, <laughs> like thongs and shit. No. I'm like, do you have any daughters? Or <laughs> like, bitch, why? Are you, you, would you, you buy ever, that to your daughter? Have you ever been a child before? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so this lady in the next aisle walks over and goes, oh my God. She's like, I am crying laughing. <laughs> She's like, I've never heard this situation before, but I am crying at the fact that you guys can't figure out how to get a little girl's back. And she's like, I got, I got you. I have a daughter. I'll help you out. So she takes me, finds me the panties. So I get the panties. And then I'm like, all right, I've I got the panties. So panties I'm walking around time. with these little girl panties. And I was like, all right, now I need to get a fucking outfit. And probably a, one of those training bras. It's going to be a sound bite. <laughs> and I was like, man, this is, uh, I should have brought her with me. Yes. <laughs> but I couldn't at the time, but I'm trying to get the shit. And I was like, I will never do this again. I'm going to pay someone right. to go accomplish this task. Or right. go online. Right. Yeah. But she needed it right then and there. Oh, like okay. it was one of those things like you have to get mm. right then and there. And yeah. and I just hate buying shit for little girls in general. Yeah. Boys is so much easier. <laughs> You're like nigga, this nigga just wants some sweats <laughs> right. and a hoodie. Right. And a hoodie and some Jordans. <laughs> right. Some Jordans. Simple. Right. All you need Simple. to know uh, with your nine and a half, ten? Okay, I got you. Oh, okay, and Nike, you a ten? Alright, I got you. <laughs> right. You Gucci. Alright, so when a woman shows her vulnerability by admitting she's feeling a little insecure, she's really just expressing her need for her significant other to give her extra support. And if he's the man in her life, he'll want to show to show her that additional affection. When the guy is feeling insecure, however, it could be a huge turnoff to the woman he's dating, especially when it escalates into a larger behavioral issue. Mm. A mildly insecure woman needs someone to depend on, but a mildly insecure man needs to learn some independence. That's a good one. That's a that's a really good one. Um, that's a really good I'm one. I'm feeling that one, too. Yeah, yeah. because it, it basically exposes um, how how un, I'm not even go as far as say unfair but just unbalanced mm-hmm. uh our our emotional states are as it relates to um relationships and 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 it kind of almost leads back to something that I always say in some of our shows when I talk about how women always are kind of in a space where you all have the ability to have multiple emotional connections inside of your your j- just your emotional world. You know, you got your girlfriends, you got your gay friends, and then you got your man. But then, when a guy gets with a woman, the woman is expected to be our sole provider of emotional support. And I was even saying that's not only unfair to the man; that's unfair to the woman because that's a lot of pressure for you to have to be my everything. Now, a lot of times, women want to be your everything, but it's impossible for you to be able to satisfy all of my emotional needs because I may feel insecure about something that 
it's maybe not your strong suit to make me feel confident about, right? Like, and so you need those other connections. You need, you know, that th- those other women friends or that or that or those few men friends that can kind of either massage your ego or at least kind of put you at bay. But that's really interesting because you are right. If a man, a man is always supposed to be expected to be so rock solid that in that space where he's not, you know, um, I think a lot of progressive women would understand it. But it's funny, though, because I I would even question that because I even think that there will be some progressive women that would start either questioning the manhood of the man they were dating mm-hmm. or or even taking it to an extreme questioning their sexuality because you're so yeah. accustomed to the hyper masculinization of the male ego that the moment that we show vulnerability mm-hmm. it's like how are you going to respond you know most women that i date in those few moments where like and, and it's funny because i've never really express it on a one-on-one like hey you make me feel this way because generally if i'm dating a woman she's normally pretty freaking awesome at understanding or catering to my needs normally where my emotions come into play is in my inability to maybe give her what i think either she wants or she desires and so you may see some emotion from me and in those moments is when i can tell if i'm dealing with what I would consider to be like a solid, uh, like a rock solid woman who understands that men have emotions. You know what I'm saying? And because, and, and 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 honestly, I'm I'm a little different in this regard because I grew up around all strong women. Like I had strong men in my life, but my women, the, the my mothers, my aunts, my grandmother. I come from a family of strong women, so I'm a little more comfortable in that realm than I think the average man. But I can I can I can see a man having a moment. And a woman not being sensitive enough to understanding, oh, shit, he's he's just having a moment. He needs me to comfort him mm-hmm. as opposed to going to their girls like, and this nigga, you know, like that probably happens more often than not. So yeah. that's a that's a we really don't, we don't really talk about it. And we don't and we don't like we make men feel bad about it. And 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 even though women want a man that's more emotional, how do they address it when a man is showing that weakness and and even the woman that is attracted to him was looking to him for strength. That's a that's a that's a that's a conundrum. I don't even have an answer for it because no, I mean, because I I even think about how like little boys are, um, we ingrain in them to you know shake it off if they get an owie, you know, mm-hmm. for instance, like they're not allowed to show their emotions or or work through it on an emotional level they just have to suck it up and kind of deal with it because it's like you need to be a man you need to be strong you got to deal with this and so when they become a men with emotional issues or they shut down whenever something emotional happens they don't you know it's um not something that they know how to face or address because they've never they've never done it their whole life it's always been express your your uh, emotions in an aggressive way or a physical way, either, you know, through sports or through something worse. Right. Um, but yeah. It's and that's, and that's been the way that it's been for so long. You know, I had gone to a workshop yesterday and there was a guy, he was a mental health professional that had stood up and he's going through his whole spill and everybody's asking questions and everything. And I didn't even know a hundred percent how I wanted to ask the question, but I knew where I was at. And in terms of, 
what I wanted to know because I think even me, as progressive as I consider myself to be, I still have a, a hard time trying to find that balance between, you know, all right, people that are going through mental health issues, like, yes, I don't, I'm not the one to say, let's sweep it under the rug or man up, but there are times where it's like, a, a, a person needs to speak to a professional you know he's going through mm-hmm. some stuff or is it just that we're in a day and age now where every time someone has an owie you know they 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 need to automatically be comforted right like or you know we're we're in the day and age where we're giving participation awards and it's like right. no bitch we're not going to give you a participation like award overboard. because you lost mm-hmm. right and that's and that's kind of how we began a discussion you know mm-hmm. in terms of the prom stuff right like there's moments where it's like okay i understand the importance of recognizing you but are we going overboard in congratulating you on something that is pretty fucking common you know what i'm saying and so i was asking like as it related to like depression like how are you all able to assess, hey, does this person really need exceptional help or do they need to just deal with it and allow time to heal the wound? You know what I'm saying? Because this is life. We we all go through moments of depression or we all go through moments of pain. But time and growth, the pain that you have early helps you learn how to deal with it when you get older. If every time a child falls, you immediately go and pamper him. Are you really helping them to develop yeah. those type of skills that allows them to become self-sufficient? You say they're going to be sissified if you do that? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that reminds was, me of that. Y'all remember that scene in Ray when when he had just <laughs> lost his sight as a little boy mm. and he hurt himself or something and the mom was like right there and she went to go help him and then she had to catch herself because he had to learn, had to you, you can't see, dude. Right. Like, you're going to run into shit. So, like, you better get used to that and, and learn how to shake it off or, or comfort yourself. But you can't sissify these kids. Right. And I, I think to a degree, we, no, but, but like, and, you know, we may not want to call it that, but right. there are t- it's like, oh, yeah, we want to be mindful. Shit, we want to be mindful of it, right? Because as we're growing older as a society. Snowflakes yeah. is what they called them. You know, we want to we want to be able to we want to be able to 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 give love or or recognize when someone needs help. But we also don't want to get to the space where we prevent or inhibit a person's natural growth, because pain is actually a natural part of growth. Mm -hmm. And if we're always trying to dodge pain or the moment someone feels feels pain, we're like, oh, you need some medication or oh, you need some therapy. Are you really developing the natural life coping skills that makes you who you are? Like, I know I got some issues, but I also know that there's some things. Some of my strengths come from 20 through 30 going through a period where I was fucking lost. Yeah. And, and and maybe I may have been diagnosed as depressed or whatever, but I fought through that shit. And now I've developed coping skills to where when I look at that shit now, I'm like, Oh, no, I got the benefit of hindsight. Like, oh, I've been through this before. Let me just be patient and just allow circumstances. That's why, like, black people a lot of time or people of color in general tend to excel in in whatever it is that they're doing. Like, Mm. when they're excellent at something, they are exceptional at it. And mainly because they've had a life of adversity. Like everybody quotes want they want the struggle, but they don't want the, the real struggle. They don't want these fucking struggle problems. That's a great but, point. That's <laughs> a great point. So the last one, and I don't think I agree with this one, but I'll read it anyway. 
When a woman gets jealous, it could be written off as cute and non-threatening or even flattering. When a guy gets jealous, it's viewed as unfounded and controlling. I kind of agree with that one. I, really? Uh, yeah. You think it's cute for a woman to get jealous? Yeah, huh. to an extent. Okay. Like if it's not like <laughs> slash attire. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, she is so adorable. Keep <laughs> <laughs> my car. Like you calling AAA? Like I love this girl. <laughs> but you know what? You know, I don't know if you ever been in that situation where you you're on the, you know, you're out with a girl and you know you you like her and you're crazy about it. And then she sees you look at another hot chick, and then she starts talking shit about the girl. <laughs> and oh, yeah. you call so you out like, like "You're jealous." Right. Like, Calm down. And you she's just, like, "No, I'm not." I'm just like, "Oh, you like fat girls? <laughs> <laughs> I like fat ass." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like them sloppy titty bitches? Huh? <laughs> you're like, no. I just you know, I think that's cute. I think it's cute. Okay. I think it's cute. I think it's crazy as hell. <laughs> no, I think there's nothing wrong with jealousy. Like, think about it. Like, who was it? Uh, What's his name? Um, uh, the comedian from Chicago. Not Dion Cole. Not Dion Cole. Corey Holcomb. Not Corey Holcomb. The D-Ray? guy with the brown eyes. D-Ray. Okay. When he said the shit where he's like, when he's like, when you see, when a guy sees another good looking guy and he's with his girl, he goes, that's your boy. That's <laughs> your boy. Like, you're like, that's your type. Like, yeah. Right? So, I mean, that's jealous, right? You, you're being jealous. But it's, I think that's cute because it's like we know each other's type and we know what each other like. And mm-hmm. you get a little jealous sometimes and you, we handle jealousy in different ways. Right. You know, right. so I think it's kind of cute. Or, you know, you fill in this, this person and you hit them up and they don't hit you to five hours later and they hit you like, what, you with somebody else? You know what I mean? But right. you know they're not personality. Yeah. It's not the crazy type, <laughs> but more of them just like so a little throwing bit a little of jealousy shot. is cute. Yeah. I do agree that it's like it's not considered threatening. Right. Whereas not a man can be considered yeah. controlling. Because there's a guy I work with. <laughs> and he is in love with this girl that we work with. And he is so controlling. And I'm trying to figure Are out a way. Are they dating? No. How is he controlling? Because he like stalks her. That's and grabs her like it's kind of. She knows the how to HR handle him. Issue is what you're saying. She <laughs> knows how to handle him, but she doesn't want to take it there. But you can tell he like he's the jealous type. Like right. she got a boyfriend, she he gets mad and yeah, and he just talks shit and it's just like yeah, that's scary, dude, bro. Brittany, how do you feel about her. this though? Because um, <laughs> you strike me as someone that has fiery relationships. Oh, she mentioned it. She said she was jealous last time. <laughs> oh, that is right. So you're um, jealous and you've been with jealous people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, I like a little action. No, <laughs> I, I don't like action. action. Um, I do a great job of hiding my jealousy, but that eventually backfires. Like It builds up. It builds up and then I... Mm. I snap off about something that I normally don't snap off about. So, so you've been holding it. You've been holding it, and then you bring up like some old shit. I don't shit. bring it up. So I'm not just, I don't bring shit. up the you old bring shit. Up the, you snap on some new shit. I snap on some new but shit. It, but I go it hard. Because Where is this coming from? But I, but I go hard. And then you like, and I don't don't. I'm not gonna mention the last time <laughs> you did some dumb shit. <laughs> and you're like, right, whoa, I, I that it, was eight years ago. I keep it. Um. I keep it yeah, kind of like held in, but then like yeah, if something happens, and then it's time for it to overflow, like I'll go hard on that one moment, but it's fuel from other. You shit. remind me of a stabber, like you would stab a dude instead of shooting him. Like it would be a gun in the house, but you'd rather knife him. <laughs> I'd rather 
I would rather stab than shoot. Uh, I know. You just seem like a stabber. So, Brittany, <laughs> the people that you've been with, when you do show signs of jealousy, do they find it flattering and cute and not, like, crazy as shit? Well, they file restraining my, order. No, <laughs> due, to, due to my personality, personality issue, uh, with me being a, a Leo, mm. I don't show the jealousy. So when I snap, it's for something. It's for something legit, but it's 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 blown out of proportion because it's fewer from the jealous shit that I saw. Mm. So they never know that I'm jealous. Actually, the the shit that I get from them is I'm an asshole and I don't give a fuck about shit. Mm. Would you put the pillow I used over to the date face? A, I, I used to date a Leo. I've the had phones thrown face. at me. <laughs> She threw a phone at me and shit. I'm like, really, nigga? <laughs> we throwing shit now? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I don't I don't blow up like that. Like I don't get violent like that. Like I don't destroy property. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. don't bring attention to when I'm jealous because I feel like it's a it's a weakness. Mm. And I, I don't want him to know that he got that over that you. I'm I'm mm. I'm weak like that with him. So mm. I don't show signs of jealousy. Okay. Okay. I don't trust But I'd be jealous. Like a bitch. <laughs> I don't trust Leo's. Uh. Why don't you trust Leo's? You, you I will don't. say he this: we're very, we're very they're, secret. They're very like, uh, and calculated a little bit. Yeah. So. so I dated this girl when I was eighteen, right? Like eighteen? No, I was nineteen. I think she was like seventeen, eighteen. We only went on one date, but we stayed friends. And she got we. Came, she came back in my life at one point where I was like twenty five, twenty six, and we're talking again. And she goes on vacation with this dude she's dating. She comes back. She went to Jamaica. She comes <laughs> back from Jamaica. So my phone's going off like I haven't talked to this girl in weeks. I just know she went to Jamaica because she sent me a text. And she's blowing my shit up. I'm not responding. She shows up to, to the house. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Omar! Bum, bum. I'm like... Is that her car horn? Yeah, this is, is this a bad car horn? I mean, it's decent, but I just want to make sure. It was a Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like not responding. So I have this girl over. Oh, shit. And she oh, goes... shit. I think I remember this. Who story. is that? And who's that been calling you? I'm like, this girl... She'll go away. She's like, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> so she's like, you need to... Address. Like, like do whatever so i slide back the window like are you good <laughs> she's like why are you not answering your phone i'm like is something wrong she's like yes i'm calling you why are you not answering your phone i'm like i thought you were in jamaica with dude that's not the point why are you not answering you your are, phone? You I'm are like, avoiding uh, the question. I'm like, I'm with someone right now. And she goes, oh, you got some bitch up there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. yeah, like what? We're not dating. Like, what is your deal? And she goes, oh, no, bring the bitch out. I'm going to beat her ass. <laughs> what? Like, oh, my God. And then, of course, the girl I'm dating at the time. <laughs> Loves drama. Oh, oh my! No. This bitch is like TNT. <laughs> she loves and knows drama. She goes to the window. It's like TMT. <laughs> TNT. It's a moment. That was a good That's their slogan. She comes to the window. It's like she's. She comes to the window. It's like, can I help you? And of course, the, the girl's like, Why are you up there with my man? And all of a sudden, the girl's like. Uh, he can't be your man uh, because he had his dick in my mouth last night. <laughs> oh 
and she, the girl flips out. She's like, bitch, bring your ass out here. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you, bitch. Bring your ass out here. And of course, everyone in the neighborhood <laughs> is standing in front of the house watching this shit show oh take God. place. <laughs> And ghetto this argument shit. back and forth in the window and everybody on my block standing watching this shit happen. If she finally leaves, of course, what's the text I get from the next day? Hey, so sorry about that. Uh, Are you I was pissed off because the guy I went to Jamaica with pissed me off and I just needed a friend. Nigga, you you told the woman that I was sleeping with that I was your man. Yeah. Get the fuck off That's my phone. Not. So so crazy and deranged. That's yeah. some crazy. Shit. You didn't funny. you didn't think that was cute? No, <laughs> but but, but, but I still Leo's talk to her. Have a control. We're still and, friends and, though. And I bet you, guys you do. do. Leo's and, have and a here's the thing, because like I said, I've I've dated a few of you guys, right? And, uh, <laughs> I admittedly, and I hate to admit it. I like it. There's a slight attraction to some of the crazy. crazy shit. It's it's, and I can't even figure it out because. But see, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you how Leos are a little different because you all like attention, so yes. you all want to be the main motherfucker, right? Yes. But but yep. but you got this big ego. Yeah. So if you're not, you're cool with pretending like you're in a cut, like you're calm with the shit, right? But it, it's secretly searing, right? Yeah. So you guys are warm, you're personable, you know how to work a room. And so you got all these fucking amazing qualities which makes people like you. But whatever the fuck that the person you're dating if they do some things that you don't like, you're right. It is. It's like it's depositing into a bank. Yes. <laughs> Niggas is making deposits, and there's right. a point where you got to make a withdrawal. Right. And when that withdrawal comes, it's like, who the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> like, I that. When I got the phone thrown at me, I'm like. You were so calm before. <laughs> like, I got woke up to drama. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is going what on? the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck was you at? <laughs> Why the fuck you ain't calling me? <laughs> right. And so it's funny because in the moment it feels major, but then even after what you like, eh, that was kind of cute though. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, oh you, you God, all are, it, it, but because I have, but, but the one that y'all, that I'll be telling y'all about, uh, that, that, that you like the clown that, um, uh, the one that used to lie. Oh, the lying bitch. Okay. She, she, she was a Leo. She was a Leo. Yeah. She was a Leo. She was a Leo, man. She was a Leo. Warm as hell. Yeah. But, you know, she liked a lot. I'm not saying y'all lie, but I am going to say, y'all do <laughs> got active imaginations. And, I have and, dated and a few of y'all. And you know what's real crazy? We are very dismissive. Like, something serious can happen. And then just like how she texts you the next day, like, oh, hey, sorry about that. I was just kind of upset. That's how we are. Like, I, I found myself saying, oh, you still mad? Like, you really wasn't that serious. Like, stop it. Wow. And, and, and you know they still mad, but you ready to be happy, happy again because you so got the like, shit out your system. We good. So why you still mad? <laughs> they got that Wolverine oh. feelings where they just bounce back <laughs> in a couple hours. Oh, we yeah. good, man. We good. We straight. You know. Right. You stabbed me. <laughs> uh, we're good. You get over it. It's fine. You stabbed Time me. heals all wounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's right, a nice y'all. day out. What a riveting and lovely conversation from you. Thank you for uh, spending time with us. Isaac Paul. Yes, ma'am. Do you have an opinion? 
You know, so I do not have an opinion, but I'm going to keep this very brief. But can uh, you do one on the, uh, never brief. the Bachelor in Paradise? <laughs> the Bachelor in Paradise? There was uh, some sexual assault shit that yeah, went down. Yeah, she was lying. Wait a minute, what happened? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know the details. Wait a minute, what happened So basically, um, they recorded her having sex with one of the bachelors that was on the show. And she says she don't remember it. So she's trying to say that she was drugged and raped in front of a crew of all people. Like all these, this crew and shit. Like they let it happen. Wow. But everyone else saying it's consensual. It was consensual. Because, see, the tape got out and, like, her family got wind of it. So now she feels like okay, a so You I'm slept read. with a nigga? Right. I'm going to read a house nigga. I'm going to read a film a, nigga, not a, even a house nigga. A right. An Instagram post from King Ra. He says, Corinne Olympios' family saw her in a sex tape with Demarios. Mm hmm. After her family confronts her on the sex tape, she then says that she was drugged and raped. So you telling me that a whole set of producers, camera crew, lighting specialists, and stylists watch you getting raped? Even with the male and female witnesses stating that she was lying, he still faces imprisonment. Couple of laughing faces. I swear if I was a white blonde woman for just one day, I'll rob a bank. <laughs> wow. And I'm looking at both of their pictures. They was totally fucking... Because they're both right. attractive. She needs to stop it. Uh, yeah. So let me just go ahead and keep this very brief because, you know, I know we're close to our uh, time limit. You know, so the whole the whole topic was about double standards. And, I mean, that's clearly a double standard. Um, I think we did an excellent job at bringing out several double standards. And the reality of it is, just from my perspective, is that you know, there's truth and lies in everything, but I think it all lies in perspective, you know, perspective as well as perception. And I think one of the most amazing things that I've realized about the tequila tales, and I'll continue to say this, is how all full of shit we all are. We're all full of shit to a degree, right? We posture, we like to say certain things, but how often do you know what you would do if you were in another person's shoes living their particular set of circumstances. And I think that that's where we kind of miss out sometimes is it's cool to have your opinion, but if you don't have the ability to place yourself in another person's perspective or in another person's position, I should say, and realize what is it that they went through? Why is it that they're making this decision? Are they sinister? Or is this really just the fact that we are all the sum total of our lives experiences? You know, you can sit up and say, I, you know, the whole tell your daddy clip that we have. I read some of the comments and they never fail to amaze me because people are passionate about the stances that they take about something that was so simple. It was something so simple. Someone's father made a comment that said this and it has led into over 3 million views and over close to 10,000 comments and people are going in. But what you start to realize is everyone is speaking their own individual truth. And so then when if that's your individual truth, it makes me wonder, what is truth? Is there universal truth? Or is truth like news? Where now we have to realize that we've got news and we've got fake news, right? Like, is there a such thing as truth and fake truth? Or is it all just a matter of perspective? Because when you really start to analyze this shit, right, who can say what's absolute? 
if we were living back in the early AD stages, we would have a totally different perspective on what truth is. In 2017, truth today means something different, right? We're much more open, much more willing, much more understanding, much more progressive. We can use all the terminologies that we want, but as we grow and as we develop, things change. And one of the major things that apparently has changed is our standards, you know, and, and, and I think that to some degree there'll always be double standards, you know, and so I guess the biggest opinion or even advice that I can give is just that it's important for you to always know who you are and what's important to you as a person and to not be overly sold or overly obsessed with what other people think because what's standard for you can be abnormal to someone else. And so if you're not in that space where you are comfortable, aware, and at the very least familiar with what's important to you, then you're always going to be at the whims of a bunch of fickle individuals. So learn yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Learn yourselves. Seriously. I love you all. uh, And that's my opinion. And, you know, I'm going to stick with it. Okay. Right. All right, guys. Well, it's a wrap. <laughs> we want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to another installment of the Tequila Tales Unleashed. We really appreciate all of your support. We really do. Um, we ask that you guys continue to do what you've been doing and share this podcast with your friends through all of the social media outlets you can. You can actually follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube at the Tequila Tales for our channel. In addition, don't forget to review this podcast on iTunes as well. For more information on upcoming shows and to check out our videos, visit our website at thetequilatales.com. And remember, guys, behind every happy couple lies two people who have fought hard to overcome all obstacles and interferences to be that way. Why? It's because that's what they wanted. So stay blessed, people.